Okay, everybody's got a fucking podcast. I mean, we have a podcast, so obviously anyone can do it. Wait, this is a podcast? Are you recording right now? Technical difficulties. No, you don't say anything. I'm going to edit it out. Technical difficulties. <laughs> okay. I put mayonnaise on a pickle. It was not uh, the best, but it might have been the worst. Do I see? I mean, my feet stink, right? Yeah. So what happened through bullet points here for this season? Just a quick read through. Excuse me. Uh, Gail's dead. Gus kills Victor because he was seen at the crime scene. Hank collects minerals, not rocks. Jesse can't deal with it. Mike is on Gus's side. Seawalt's face. Marie likes to steal again. Hank's back. He's interested in the case. Make a dinner script. Looks like the end of Jesse. Jesse the hero. Walt needs to shut up. Walt is the one who knocks. Why return a car when you can blow it up? Jesse uses a bad analogy for killing Gale. Hank is really on the case. Gus backstory. Ted is stupid and Jesse can cook. Gus is revenge. Ted is stupid. Walt is fired. Ted has the money and apparently it's hilarious. Brock has been poisoned. Walt makes a car bomb. Walt bombs the nursing home. Gus is dead. Walt and Jesse blow up the lab. Turns out Walt poisoned Brock. The end. All right. Well, welcome Season to the... Four. Thank you for listening and uh, subscribe. Yeah, up on the, yeah. Follow. <laughs> Cash app. I mean, I don't know. Uh, all right. So where does this leave our characters, this story? Um, as far as Walt, would you say that we hit Heisenberg this season? Yeah. We are full-time Heisenberg. Full. Where? I mean, me personally, I I think I mentioned it in season three. I think we hit Heisenberg in season three. Right. Well, I was saying I think he's got the moments. At least, I mean, I don't remember exactly what we discussed, how we discussed it, but um, I remember I was saying like I I think we have the moments, but a lot of season three, I felt like we were just kind of waiting. On I mean, Heisenberg to come out like it was I mean, just kind of bitchy Walter White walking around in season three. And I think at the end he did some Heisenberg shit like where he runs the dudes over. And, you know, I think I think Jesse. full Heisenberg started at the very end of season three, beginning of season four, when he got Jesse to kill Gail. Hmm. OK. Because that was pretty much like the first time where he killed he had someone killed and it wasn't in like direct like self defense right this was just kind of like uh hey this guy's knows my formula is going to replace me i'm going to kill him the the guy was not to step on your toes in that one but it does kind of seem like that is self defense but just like Far one, one person removed, you know what I mean? Farther away, I guess, you're maybe. Because you're basically, you're, you just ordered a mob hit because you think you're going to get hit. You know what I mean? Because he was going to get hit, right? There's a smell in the basement. And again, that was the way I was like, yeah, I think it would be funny if there was actually the smell and they just killed Gail for nothing. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. Um I think I think we do hit Heisenberg. I am 
I'm kind of torn where I think it starts. Um, like I, I, a lot of people say it's the whole like in the crawl space laughing, you know, and just everything is. He's like, "Where's the money? Ted's got the money," and then it's just, just laughing, and and that moment couldn't have been done better, just the way they have this like downbeat going mm-hmm. and the laughing and Skylar's on the phone and you just hear him cackling in the background and I just I just love that love that moment um, but there was a couple other things in this season where I thought maybe like when the plan moved is it, is it there because I think the decision to go ahead and poison a kid you know, is definitely a Heisenberg thing, but that is post laughing in the crawl space. Mm-hmm. So, like, that kind of points to maybe that. But also, is it is it when he basically gives himself up ish by you know not shutting the fuck up at dinner with Hank and and family and you know and just saying, "Oh, I think your I think your guys still out there." I mean, he doesn't look like a genius. He just looks like he copied down some notes and that whole thing. You know, where it's like, "Dude, just shut the fuck up." But like I don't think he wants it to be over. Well, for one thing, like he never got credit for Gray Matter that yeah. first company <clears throat> was at. Now he's not getting credit for this and this fucking guy that wears sandals in the lab. You know, he's getting credit for it. Fuck that, right? So now he wants the credit. And now he's just fucking high. I don't know. I have all these moments where I'm not sure if maybe I think it's here or there. But I guess if I had to give an answer, it'd probably be the crawl space, I would say. I know that's like the... The cliche answer? Kind of, yeah. But I just... I don't know, man. I think that's it. I don't know. I do think a turning point for another character, though, in my opinion. I don't know why this scene kind of sticks with me a little bit. But I think... Because throughout the throughout season four, even though you know Mike is paid to do a job, he does his job and he tries to keep himself out of it. But he has more and more doubts of Gus as the season goes on. At least what I picked up on. Mm-hmm. I think the turning point for him was when uh, was named Victor got his throat sliced in front of them, and like the reactions of all them of those three in that scene very well executed because I think that was a turning point to like for all three of them towards Gus of like this guy's a problem yeah especially because like you had you know Mike who originally had the fucking gun you know pointed at like Walt and Jesse and then all of a sudden like Victor gets his throat sliced and he's like he pulled he pointed the gun at Gus for a second and he, yeah then he like put it back down so, like, I think that was a turning point for Mike of when he started more doubting Gustavo. Yeah. Because you could tell it was very subtle, but, like, he just kind of had, like, a, like, this guy, this yeah. guy needs to go. But, like, he doesn't want him to go because it's, you know, it's how he pays the bills. Yeah. I, yeah, that's an interesting thought. Because, and that, and that's the funny thing is, you can tell Mike definitely, yeah, maybe fears for his life or uh, maybe not his life because he's kind of Mike and he's badass. But 
Like the way that Gus just kind of does that as if like, well, it had to be done. You know, it's like, oh, well, my guy messed up and he was seen at the scene of a crime. And so now I have to slit this guy's throat and just robotically he just does it. Right. And he just does it in front of the guys that killed had his, you know, guy he wanted to replace them with killed. Right. To send met so he's like, oh well, fucking two birds with one stone. This guy needs to go, and you know I need to send these guys a message and just so robotically. I mean, that scene is so fucking awesome. Gus says five words in the whole scene. He's completely silent. It's like I don't know, maybe an eight to ten minute scene, maybe not even that long. And he just walks in slowly, changes clothes, very nonchalant, does not let anybody phase him again. Like, this is the start of the season. I think the continuing theme this season is just Walt just won't shut the fuck up. You know, he's just sitting there trying to talk talk his way out of it. And then, you know, Gus puts on the fucking, you know, the, the orange, you know, call like it a hazmat. Yeah, kind of a jumpsuit, right? And goes over there, slits his throat, very just robotic, goes over there, rinses himself off, puts his, all his shit back on, walks to the top of the stairs, hasn't said a word, and he goes, well, get back to work. I mean, just, and th- like, there's no, there's not like a real big musical score there, too. I mean, that scene's just done so well. But on the Gus point. Yeah. Mike's scared. But Mike's also very loyal. Yeah. Right. So even, you know, when Walt comes and says like, hey, maybe we turn against uh, Gus together. Right. And Mike just <laughs> blasts him the in the shit face. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you're done. And then, yeah, beats him up. The other possible Heisenberg change I had was. Uh, so there's that moment where Walt, you know, Walt buys the gun. What? It's episode two i think uh-huh. and there's that moment outside of gus's house and there's i don't remember if it's like soft music and then it changes to like a kind of a dramatic uh kind of piece of music there but like or there's like a sound effect almost when he's sitting there outside gus's house he's just kind of looking then he puts the hat on and there's just kind of this moment where everything changes there i don't know i I didn't know if that was supposed to maybe be like the symbolic moment, right? Because that's that's the Heisenberg thing, right? Is the hat. <laughs> but that was the other thing I had. Um, but he's definitely a terrible person in this. Uh, by this point, like I, I don't think there's any more good left in Walt. No. At this point, you know he cares about what he cares about, but selfishly. Um, and the other thing with him is like bringing the bomb into the hospital, not seeing the hole in his own plan. Like it just must've been Jesse. Like, of course, of course it was Jesse that fucked up. That's why Gus walked away from the car bomb. You know, it's like, it's like there couldn't have been, it couldn't have been my poisoning of the kid. And like, until you see the end of the season, you don't really put the pieces together. Like, well, why did Gus know to walk away? Right, and he's like, well, he hears about the kid being poisoned, and he's like, well, I know I didn't do that, so where the fuck did that come from, right? And then he's like, wait, is this whole thing a setup? And the fact that Gus would see that many steps ahead. And it's just fun to try, like, again, I think Walt loves 
all these games that he gets to compete in here, you know, with the Hank cat and mouse thing. And then with Gus, you know, this is the only guy that's really kind of matched Walt this whole mm-hmm. series so far, as far as like keeping up with him, being stuck like him and uh, Mike are steps ahead of Walt, like every time until the end of this season. And really, I don't think Walt gets to Gus if Mike isn't healing up in Mexico. You know, like Mike keeps tabs on him and, you know, all that shit, right? So, interesting thoughts, right? And then we have Jesse this season, who's just kind of walking around traumatized. Like he didn't want to kill Gail. Just, he's right. walking around like a daze, like most of the season, and you know, little Just boy, gets, little boy gets poisoned, and yeah, yeah, he's yeah, it's it's weird. Like, and that was the other thing. Like, I like my thing I wrote down about him is just really short because it's like you kind of just watch him revert back to all the shit he was doing in the previous seasons. Because in season three, he's you know, in recovery, and he's actually doing really well. He's sober. He just wants to better himself, which ironically is by selling drugs, <laughs> making meth. But, um, you know, now he just ruins his, you know, and again, it's it's all Walt. <laughs> Walt just ruins his life. Hey, go kill this guy for me, right? And that's like, I love that breaking point in season five where Jesse's like, he can't keep getting away with it. You know, and it's like, this is kind of like, you know, this is one of the big moments in the lead up to that, you know, just Walt just fucks his life up over and over again. He just keeps going back. (laughs) Walt keeps talking him into it. And yet the storyline is so good that we empathize with Walt. Well, he's got cancer. Yeah, he's got cancer. He's doing it for his family. He's got a family. He's got cancer. Leave him alone. He's got a family. He's got cancer. All the money he had before his cheating wife gave to her to her fucking side piece. Ex, <clears throat> ex-mistress. Her, her ex-mister. Ted, Ted's, <clears throat> Ted's bitchy enough. We can call him a mistress. <laughs> ex-mistress. So there you go. That's he doesn't fucking go to jail. And then he just... And he, but see, then, he, then he goes and fucking buys Ted, a fucking car. And Ted's literally a dumb bimbo. He's just like, oh, well, I can spend it on this shit now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's no, Ted's a bimbo. I'm okay with calling him a mistress. You know, <laughs> everything that happened to Ted, he deserved, and I'm happy it happened to him because. Yeah. 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 Fuck Ted. Fuck Ted. Fuck Skyler. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Skyler. Uh, yeah, that was the other one of the other people I just had a little thing about. It's like she's just like wishy washy this season, you know. Like she decides, like, okay, I'm in, you know. I'll launder the money. I'm in this, you know, with you. If you're gonna be a criminal, then I'll fucking do it. But then she's upset that he's a criminal. Yeah, she's upset again. You know, when he says he's the one who knocks. You know, now she's got to go to the fucking four corners landmark and you know contemplate her life it's like look either go in but i i don't know i guess also that's supposed to kind of represent that you know walt 
the fact that he doesn't think about this anymore, that he's just all in on being bad. He's okay with having broke bad, right? That's uh, be cheesy, but uh, I guess that kind of represents like, oh, Walt's well, Walt's well, just okay with this, and uh, you know, Skyler, like a normal person, should not be okay just having everything, just being completely a criminal. You know, I think is what it's kind of supposed to be getting at, and then maybe that's why she's so wishy washy. Like, Skyler represents like how a person should feel if they're living this bad life, whereas Walt represents like the dude who is actually like a bad dude and just living out his fantasy yeah yeah i mean maybe a good bad summary for this well maybe a a good summary i suppose a bad summary is and we don't tell the whole story in it or summarize it well but good in the way that it kind of sums up walt is uh you know midlife crisis leads to leads to biggest meth empire you know or big meth empire whatever to meth empire you gotta lessen the, you gotta shorten it small small word small sentence you know you gotta hit it make sure it just right can't off have a lo- right off the tongue can't have a lot of fat <clears throat> in a sentence like that you know midlife crisis leads to meth empire boom done i'd do it or a comedian gets role in and uh hit show bill burr <laughs> so are we talking about bill burr <laughs> yeah well and uh oh man why am i forgetting his he- name Heel? lavelle crawford yeah heel yeah uh and then hank um it's fun to watch him a little bit his storyline because he's just a pain in the ass to marie most of the season and uh you know he just kind of but he's a good cop, and so when his, you know, he has this good friend that wants help with this case, and he keeps coming by, and he's like, hey, you know, I could really use your help on this, and, you know, he's kind of like, ah, what am I going to do? I'm useless. I can't get out of bed, yada, yada, and then he starts digging into it, and, you know, Hank Hank really is, in a different show, Hank's the main character and is the hero, <laughs> you know, but instead... You know, this is about Walter White, and so... He's the bad guy. He's the bad guy. He's the bad good guy. The bad good guy. Yeah. It's kind of like... Kind of like playing Grand Theft Auto and you hate the cops. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, this movie... Uh, this show's like Grand Theft Auto, right? A little bit. Um, yeah. Uh, and his life is also ruined by... Like, you know, this is... <laughs> it's. I guess it's funny because... You know, it's it's the show's kind of like a result of just all of Walt's selfish actions. And everyone, you know, ha- everyone has to suffer from it, right? Like Hank still being like kind of laid up is, you know, still the result of Walt. You know, so yeah. Although, do you th- Marie stealing is that a result of Walt? This second time around, yeah. Not the first time around. She was just a, you know, shitty thief. Fucking thief. You trying to deep throat the mic or something? Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, the second time through, you know, for sure. Because, you know, she's she's only reverting back to the behavior of before because, you know, she's stressed out taking care of Hank and Hank's not nice to her and the 
you know, the relationship, you know, there's kind of like a void growing between them. But then when he starts getting back into his work, you know, they start being a, having a good relationship again. And I feel sorry for anyone who has, anyone who has to be married to Marie. That's, that's something. <laughs> yeah. That's something. Yeah. She is an annoying soul. She is. That is true. Like, yeah. Yeah. She's annoying. So the important scenes, kind of. I Yeah, I started this note section out as that, and then it may have strayed from, strayed further and further from that as I went through my notes, but we'll see how it goes, you know. Let's roll into it. Uh, we kind of we kind of talked about the significance of like just the first episode because as far as scenes go, the first episode is just really important. You know, we're coming off of season three. You know, Gail Gail gets shot uh, by Jesse, and you know we're kind of we're in the consequences of of that scene from last season, right? Um, you know, Hank and or <laughs> Hank. <laughs> Walt and Jesse, you know, are being kept down in the lab by uh, by Mike. I almost said Hank again. And, uh, you know, Victor went off to get Jesse. And Jesse's like, what the fuck did I just do? And he's just sitting in his car. <laughs> and then Victor is like, you know, Victor goes and grabs him, goes back to the lab. And, uh, you know, this is when, you know. Funny how they get down there is no weird smell. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Hmm. It's interesting. Interesting. It's almost like they were going to kill Walt. It's weird. I feel like that would have been like an appropriate comment for one of them to, for like Walt to say is like there's no weird smell down here. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Maybe you don't want to add, you know, push the situation further. I would have, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, something tells me Mike might be a little impatient in that moment <laughs> with humor, you know? Um, Walter. It's not the time for games, Walter. <laughs> um, But, yeah, so it's kind of them just sitting around. It's funny how this show can be, like, high stakes but slow at the same time oftentimes, you know? Like where we're just kind of sitting around waiting for – Waiting for something to happen. What are the results of, uh, you know, what's going of this whole killing Gale thing, right? Where's Gus? Where's Where's Victor and Jesse? And then, you know, so it's like high stakes, but we're all, but also nothing's Just happening at the yeah. same time, you know. <clears throat> and we keep watching. It's weird, but, um, yeah. And then like the whole significance of that first scene of the of the episode, even right. Is Gail like vouching for Walt? He's like, I don't care who he works with. Like, this guy's fucking genius, right? So he's the whole reason they're there. And of course, you know, Walt essentially killed him, you know, by proxy, right? And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gus kills Victor. We know. We kind of, we kind of discussed some of this. So, wait, Gus killed Victor? Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Must have missed that scene. Yeah. Hard to miss. A lot of blood. Blood on the red floor. That was fun. Never notice it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um. Uh, yeah, okay. And then I like 
that Gus says five words the whole scene, and then Jesse's first words of the episode. Jesse says no words, like all episodes, until they're in Denny's. Like, he doesn't speak at all. I just, I don't know. There's something, to, the significance of that is just like, he's just silent through that whole, silent through that whole thing, and Walt's just like, just won't, will never shut up. I don't know. Something about that to me. That meant something to me. I don't know what. <laughs> maybe he was just so traumatized, or maybe it was just setting up for how Jesse was going to be the whole season. Yeah. Just like, just in a daze. The Walt, you know. The Walt not shutting the fuck up and Jesse in a daze. Yeah, Walt, Walt is, uh, he's, he's come to terms with this bad thing, but Jesse still wants to be a good dude. and So now he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Whereas Walt's just like, yeah, we kill people. It's yeah, fine. It's what is, we do. This is us now. Yeah, I don't know. And then <laughs> I like, knock. <laughs> I'm the one who knocks. Yeah. And then just the whole imagery of like the, uh, I like the one cut. It shows just always shot so well, but the one cut of you know the blood being mopped off the floor, and then the next image is in Denny's and there's like some fries swirling in ketchup. <laughs> like nice. Uh, let's see. We kind of talked about Jesse sulking and partying, uh, pretty much all season. Um, but of course we have to discuss, you know, we finally got an explanation. I know we've been waiting. We got an explanation of why the pizza wasn't cut. Yeah. I mean, I, that was a mystery. I was like, man, I ain't never seen no pizza fly up on the roof hole. Yeah. Crazy. I was like, God damn. What the fuck? Breaking bad breaking pizza what the fuck's going on here pass the savings on to you man they pass the savings on to you you really think they would pass the savings on to you if they didn't cut the pizza no i don't think so i don't know how how much you could monetize that really yeah i mean like it's two seconds yeah i'll do it again three times oh Depends upon what size of the pizza. Probably, Probably four times. Maybe four? I don't know. I've never worked at a fucking pizza place. I don't know. I guess it also depends on, you know, maybe you're going to, are you going to, you know, cut into, you know, triangles? Are you going to cut into squares? Or are you going to pizza cut? Mm. Is it circles? A deep dish? Maybe they're into square cutting <clears throat> and then. <clears throat> so it's like Donato's or. And then they realize, like, this is time consuming as fuck. We're going to pass the savings Especially on to the on customer. Especially that, that big ass pizza. Yeah, it's a big ass. It pizza. is a big. <laughs> it's a big it's ass a fucking pizza. Large pizza. I love the dipping sticks are always a always a thing, you know. In season three, when he shows up and he's like, "But I got dipping, dipping sticks. sticks," and then when he's telling that meth head dude to make sure there's pizza when he gets back and get dipping sticks. I don't know. It's the dipping sticks being very important or funny. It makes you curious. What exactly is dipping sticks? Is it just bread sticks? marinara sauce is it cheese sticks is it probably like garlic bread sticks is probably it, the equivalent to like little caesar's like crazy bread you know is it is it like an actual just wooden stick that you can dip into something and eat or like well oh like fun dip a oh, fun dip yeah there you go piece of chalk <laughs> and pouch of sugar i love some fun dip yeah i do love fun dip that reminds me i need to go i need to go to the store before Valentine's Day is over and get one of them big boxes of fun dip. This is the mm. Valentine's Day cards. Yeah. I love you have fun, fun dip. with that, buddy. 
just you know had it for a while just segued me into doing the cocaine as i'm an adult so you know hey man yeah you gotta start somewhere yeah all right so yeah we explained the pizza and uh also within that scene the more important part of the scene but you know we focus on the wrong things often right no right things (laughs) uh is Andrea coming over to ask about why she's getting money and you know it's just it shows how messed up Jesse is I think a little bit because I don't know he's got these people he cares about and you'd think he could go hang out with them and maybe I, I know you're not really supposed to talk about your life right when you're a drug dealer and you're murdering people and but it seems like you'd spend some time with some people you care about rather than just throwing yourself back into party, getting out of recovery. But some people just don't have good coping mechanisms, right? So Sometimes partying is the right answer. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the next thing I have is just the whole Marie doing the lying thing, right? I love the lie Marie told about her husband being an astronaut and her being a hand model. It sounds like a couple you'd meet on House Hunters. You know, <laughs> and their budget's four point three million. Yeah, it's like, and then and, and that one isn't important. That's just funny to me. Um, just kind of encapsulate, encapsulates the episode, though. Marie's on her bullshit again. Fucking going to open houses and. Walt and Skyler decide to buy the car wash, and uh, Skyler hatches her first evil scheme, right? And, uh, you know, in walks Bill Burr as QB. And, uh, yeah, she's a little evil mastermind, too. Yeah, it's in, it's in, it's in the groundwater. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. That was a great. That was a very creative plot to get him to want to sell. Be like, hey man, you have to shut down. It took some doing for sure. Yeah, I think the quote by Saul, which I like. Yeah, I'm gonna go down to quotes for a second. Yeah, the Saul quote is okay. So all we have to do is think of a non-violent, unsuspicious way to purchase the car wash that protects the innocent and doesn't cost twenty million dollars. Don't everybody speak at once. <laughs> a good one all right uh so and then yeah so then we have the episode where jesse's just like done he doesn't care he's the uh he's the king of the squalor you know as frank would say i love the squalor and uh you know just like the part where he's just like everybody's kind of like dead not dead but you know just like passed out not really doing anything the, the vibe's lethargic and he's just like just throws up. He's like, money! <laughs> Everybody's like, yeah! Start fighting, starting fighting over it and shit. That's a good time. Fucking crackhead that was taking apart the Roomba. <laughs> and then, and then, like, the <laughs> what thing, the fuck? The thing that got me was Jesse just saw it and he was just kind of like, ah. And just looked away. It was like, man, how much was that Roomba? Especially. Like, what? What was this at this point? Fucking 2012? 11, 12. How much was a fucking Roomba in 2012, you know? expensive. I mean, how much is it now? Shit. Good question for Google. Probably still expensive. I I think they're more... uh, 
Probably, I would think a little more affordable now. But more. when, like, the first time, you know, a piece uh, of new something comes out, it's always a little more. Where did I put the gum? Oh. So for like an actual like Roomba, yeah, brand, uh, you're looking at about three hundred dollars. Hmm. So for like a. Oh, okay, hold on. There's, there's, yeah, about two hundred, three hundred dollars. So, probably like eight hundred back then. I suppose that's, I suppose it's nothing when you're a drug dealer, and you got the money to just to throw it up in the living room full of meth heads and just go money. Would you ever get a Roomba? I don't think so. I really, I don't think. I'll just vacuum. Yeah, just vacuum. It's so much easier. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm good. I'm just, good. Just too much. Like, yeah. and then on top of that, like you know, the little it doesn't hold that much shit. So you had to constantly fucking empty out the little collecting tray. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, he just doesn't even give a fuck anymore. You know, Walt. Walt comes in asking about the crime scene. Is there any way you fucking left anything at the crime? Whatever the hell he says, you know. Just asking about all the loose ends. Which kind of ties to like a cunty thing that I was thinking about. But like, if Victor found Jesse at the crime scene, and then he was like, he was like, all right, drive. Right? Because Jesse's just sitting there in his car. So, if they went back in Jesse's car, then... Victor's car is probably sitting back at the apartment complex, right, logistically. And who the fuck's thinking about this? Me, apparently. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, probably an easy thing to remedy, right? Mike probably just goes and gets the car the next day. But, like, if we're thinking about the crime scene, of course, Walt probably doesn't care if Victor's car is there. He probably doesn't care if Victor's the prime suspect in a murder trial. He doesn't care about Victor. <laughs> Victor's dead. Doesn't care about anybody. <laughs> doesn't care about anyone but himself. Um, yeah, but he had you know Jesse's just in there shaving heads like it's the thing to do. Let's just just crackheads will let you do anything. They did. Uh, that was one thing I forgot with the special features was uh, they said the one dude that he, whose head he's shaving, you know, like the dude was just like, yeah, like you can shave it. And so then that's funny because you're actually shaving someone's head. And so then, like, whatever you do in that take, like, you can't, like, do three takes. You know, you can only shave the guy's head fucking once. Right? So, I don't know. You better not just fuck up this take. Yeah. It's just <clears throat> funny. Anyway. Um, yeah. Shaving heads. Throws Walt out. Money stolen in return. Doesn't care. Mike kidnaps him. Want to ask where we're going? Nope. Doesn't care. Just, like. Jesse's just kind of beaten down. Just like he's done. Just done. And then, uh, I think it's beginning of the next episode. We got Hank, and he's talking to his cop buddy again. He's wearing his DEA Fun Run 2006 shirt. And it's like so significant, right? Because, you know, they're talking about how, you know, Gus sponsors everything and the Fun Runs and. They're talking about the case that ultimately leads them back to Gus if they were to, you know, complete the whole thing, which they never, they never quite catch him, right? Um, 
But yeah, just the fact that you're sitting there in that shirt that Gus probably, you know, had made, you know, I don't know. It's the irony. It's, it's the it's, irony. It's where the answer is right in front of you, hidden in plain sight. Yeah. It's the best place to hide out here, you know? Uh, yeah. And then, uh, it might have skipped a little bit. I mean, there is some dead, I mean, there's dead spots in any, any series, right? Cross episodes. Uh, cause the next thing I have was just the, uh, the Skylar and Walt banging again. That turn you on? <laughs> sure. I bet it did. How about you? A little bit. Yeah. I just I just kept thinking back to the scene though of you know Walt jerking it in the bathroom. Did do it for you? A little bit. No homo. Okay. <laughs> Edit out the word no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think you know, just the way she was kind of talking to him before that you know because he leaves the message. Because Jesse was taken. Oh, yeah, that was the other cunty thing I need to get to after this. I'll, we'll do this part first. But he leaves that voicemail because he's, like, in this panic, you know, driving to um, driving to Poyos, Los Poyos Hermanos, in the beginning of the uh, episode. And uh, so he leaves with his voicemail. He's like, hey, I was thinking about you and the kids, and I love you, yada, yada, right? And so then she checks the voicemail when he's there and he's like, oh no, that's the voicemail I left when I thought I was going to go die, you know? And then she's like, looks at him and then it's on, right? And they're in the bedroom, bang it out, yada, yada, right? So is that the key to have, to get women to have sex with you? Leave them a voicemail. When you're, did you think you might die? And then they're just going to want to have sex with you afterwards. Well... I think you just leave him the voicemail of, you know, just the, you know, I was thinking and I love you, you know, because oh, it you, wasn't that get you nowhere. No, I mean, it did because I don't think she realized, you know, because they had kind of split first. What you have to do is you have to split with your wife. OK. Then you have to just be like, hey, I was thinking and I just really love you. That'll get you somewhere because you have to have the split. And then the come together of like the, ah, you know, I was wrong and I just, I'd love women you. love admit it. Women love it when you admit that you're wrong. Right. Exactly. Now, now you're getting it. Getting what? I don't know. Anyway. So I think, I think they would have ended up in the bed that day anyhow, because the way they're talking after they finalize the whole bank deal is. You know, she's saying, like, no more secrets. As in, like, I still love you, but you got to cut the bullshit. Is kind of what she's trying to get at with him. You know, I, I think she wanted to get back together, but, like, you know, be legit. As she does later in the season as well, when she's kind of talking to him about, like, hey, I think you can quit your other job now, quote unquote, right? Um, so, I don't know. I think I just, I think the message just sped up the process, right? I don't know. You can quit. You're gambling. Yeah. Wink. But the thing I wanted to be a cunt about 
on that one is uh, why why the sense of urgency at the beginning of that episode? Because at the end of the previous episode, he you know he's he's at the lab and he's like, "What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck?" Like, why isn't Jesse here? He's like pissed off doing the cook, and he's like. So then he's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to Jesse's house. And he goes to Jesse's house, right? And then, you know, no Jesse. And he calls him, and the phone's on the nightstand, and it's vibrating. He's like, what the fuck? So then, to end this episode, he drives back to the lab, looks in the camera, and goes, where is he? You know, he does his best Batman impression, right? Where is he? Where is he? So then to open the next episode, Walt is in this panic driving to, you know, to the restaurant, you know, and which, of course, he arrives and then just sits patiently, which is just funny. You go from like <laughs> driving through traffic and almost hitting people and shit to just sitting and then you just and a- yeah, hands in your pockets. Just, <laughs> yeah, I'll wait over here. <laughs> I don't know. Just kind of goofy. Um, but yeah, why the urgency? Like, why did you go from Jesse's house to the lab to Poyos? Just to sit in the, the lobby. But like, what's the, with the hurry? Because like, why'd you go back to the lab and then go to Poyos? If you're like, because you, you can't talk to the camera. I mean, you can. You can go, where is he? But now you just tipped off Gus that you're going to be at Poyos in a minute. You know what I mean? You see, you see what I'm saying? Like it doesn't, no, like, it, do, it doesn't, doesn't really it doesn't line make, up. It doesn't make sense why they would, why he would have that sense of urgency for that, and then the back and yeah, the camera part. I don't know. You know, why would you go ask the camera? You know where the camera's located. It, you know, Gus has it, so just go, go to Gus straight to point. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I don't know. Maybe I'm a dick. A little bit. So. Uh. Oh, and the other thing, while we're down here, because we kind of pa- I passed over this here, but the whole champagne argument from Skyler, like when he wants to celebrate with the champagne or whatever, and she's like, it doesn't, you know, he's like, I bought it cash. She's like, it doesn't matter if you bought it cash. We're poor. We're not supposed to have any money. I'm waiting on the welfare check to buy or unemployment check to pay the rent or whatever the fuck. And it's like, how'd you buy the car wash? Right? Did you take out an official loan? Because, like, I don't think the government's just like, like, oh, you're laundering gambling money? Yeah, yeah, pay for it. It's cool. It's fine. You know, like, you, in order to make that official, you got to take the loan out to buy the car, like, you know, the small business loan or whatever. Take, so then, are you paying on the loan? Like, like, where are you getting, like, you have to have some sort of credit to even get started in that and, like, it's not completely unreasonable to think they would have had money. Now, this is a very dumb thing to get hung up on, but I guess Skylar just makes me mad, and I'm just... <laughs> she starts going into something, and I'm like... I mean, your she your like, story isn't exactly bulletproof anyway. She like you know half, what I mean? half-asses one side, but then is like, well, this other side needs to be, like, tight. Right. I mean, I don't know. People spend too much money on things they shouldn't all the time. You know what I mean? So, like, it's not outside of, you know, 
It's not unreasonable that they might have bought a big bottle of champagne, an expensive bottle of champagne to celebrate, you know, doing something. You know, poor people spend money on shit they shouldn't all the time. You know? Like, you know, I, I, I do. I mean, <laughs> I think I think they stay poor. Yeah. I mean, hey, poor people, you just tried not being poor? I mean, I'm poor about these fucking microphones. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing over here? You know, like I bought a bunch of shit I shouldn't. We we'll doing some ASMR next, like yeah, yeah. All right, where were we? Going back up. Oh yeah. So then, later in the episode, this just reminds me of a Louis C.K. joke. So there's a scene where, you know, Walt's trying to forklift the barrel over to where he needs it to, you know, get the batch started or whatever the fuck, you know. Meth. Meth. Um, there's this Louis C.K. joke where he's talking about, you know, there was a bat in his house. And he shut the door and he's like, calls a guy to get the bat out. Some animal control guy. He's like, he literally, he's like, and I'm like cowering in the corner, you know, like I'm a, you know, distressed housewife or something. You know, and, the, and he's like, there's a bat in there. And he's like, the guy just walks over and he's like, <laughs> just like grab the bat. And he's like, he's like, it, it was, it was literally as simple as like, there's a box of tissues. And he, you know, the guy walks in and he's like, these? It's like, yes, thank you. <laughs> you know, like, that's, that's what like the, Tyrus, you know, because, you know, Walt yells at the camera. He's like, I'm done. Then Tyrus walks in and he grabs the forklift and he just like lifts the barrel up. Like, where do you want it? And then just that moment (laughs) of Walt being like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was silly of me, I suppose. Because I don't know. He's just now he's just like that disgruntled guy that's just mad about everything, you know. Disgruntled old guy. And, like, I don't know, like, that day when he walks in and he's, like, angry at the cameras being there. It's like, what'd you expect? Did you expect him to get more lax on security after you killed the guy you work with? I don't know. Watching his every move, though. He doesn't like it. Yeah. Well, don't... Don't Don't uh, kill people. Yeah, don't make your... Don't make dumb decisions. Don't make every move... You know, make it to where you need to be watched. You know, uh, and so then in this episode we got uh, the whole Jesse and Mike. I love the dynamic of those two together. You know, Mike just like the calm like guy, it's old and just over it, and Jesse just like can't stop moving. You know, he's beating on shit and singing. You know, eventually just gets on Mike's nerves and he just yells at him and shit. It's like. But at the end of the episode, we have uh, the whole case where it's it's a setup, right? You know, Gus wants Jesse to look like the hero, you know, to kind of because and uh, what what's great about this plan by Gus is the fact that when uh, you know when Walt figures it out because he knows Walt's going to figure it out. Like this is ultimately to pin the two of them against each other. You know, because he knows even when Walt figures out that this was just to pin the two of them against each other, that this was a ploy to make Jesse, you know, look like the hero in the situation of the situation, right? Saving Mike or whatever. 
that as soon as Walt figures it out and tells Jesse that, Jesse's going to be like, fuck you, man. You think I can't do stuff? You know? I mean, you know, to make a stupid reference, you know, like Fredo from Godfather 2, he's like, I can figure things out. I'm smart. Yeah. Sorry. Godfather 2 is not, doesn't belong here. There's a lot of Godfather references, I feel like, in this. <laughs> And I have that in the box score. And like, yeah, with the, uh, <clears throat> with that, with how Jesse's, you know, Ben and Jesse, you know, Jesse basically never in this whole show has not had a win. Mm-hmm. So like, this is a chance to feel like he has a win. And of course he wouldn't like in that situation, he wouldn't let Walt take that away from him. Yeah. Because he has not had a win in this whole series. Yeah. And like the logistics of that situation are interesting too. They're like, so if Jesse, like, just doesn't notice the guy walking up with the shotgun, which I assume, I guess, is, like, he's going to know. I don't know. I guess you're assuming, like, hey, keep watch, so maybe he does notice. But what if Jesse's just fucking off and he's just sitting there beating on the dashboard? Fallacies. Still singing fallacies. Um, just doesn't notice the guy walking Yeah, up. what if guy, like, does the guy, like, stop and, like, <laughs> stop and he's, like, <laughs> or like does he like stop and go back and like let me walk up again yeah he'll notice me this time it's like is he did he just and he's like wait did that guy just turn around back there <laughs> you decide against robbing us and then he turns around again he's like did he just decide to rob us again <laughs> this guy's fucking indecisive <laughs> make up your mind dude indecisive thief of ever met yeah, I don't know. Just the logistics of that situation. Like, was it just going to be a robbery, or was that... I mean, would the guy have shot Jesse? Like, was this either, like, Jesse's going to get assassinated, or Jesse's going to save the day? And I just wonder about kind of the logistics of it, you know, if he doesn't notice. And then next episode, Walt wakes up hungover. Because he is... And, you know, this is this is the famous line, you know? Him and Skyler are arguing... And, uh, you know, she's like, you're scared. I think you want to get caught, yada, yada, yada. You know, what about when the person comes to the door, you know, to shoot you? And he's like, I am the one who knocks. Just that whole bit, you know, so. And now suddenly Skylar is against. And this is when Skylar White has her white girl moment. I, I think, did I say this in the last season where we were saying, like, Skylar White is the best name for her because she's just very white like Skylar White well yeah okay well then I just said it <laughs> it is the best name for her well now you have said it. it's on the record because she's very white very white Sky- and so then I created a box score category called Skylar White Girl Moments so we'll get into that later but this is one of them where she decides she's going out for the day out like in season two where are you going out to the border of the four corners of all the states is that okay out out of state out um i don't know just you can't i don't know again the wishy-washy thing you decide you're in now you decide he's the one who knocks so like that's scary and now I'm going to I'm going out. Now I'm going to go flip a coin and yeah. go out. And then even when it lands in another state, 
I'm not really out. I'm I'm in. I'm in. I don't know. But in her absence, um, a great absence. <laughs> we always enjoy some Skylar absence. <laughs> um, you know, Walt goes and completes the uh, exchange of the car wash from Bogdan, and uh, you know, Bogdan's big thing is as is, as is, and he's like, okay. Um, and then, you know, Bogdan goes to take his first dollar off the wall and Walt's like, as is Bogdan. I was just so surprised. That's not like a, that wasn't a fuck you, Walter moment. You know, like, I don't know. It was my first dollar. I don't know. Not that I would like, I don't even think I would frame a first dollar to be honest with you. If I had some sort of business. Very, very cliche. It is. I'd frame my first hundred dollars. What am I fucking Mr. Krabs over here? I'd frame the first, first dollar. I'd frame lady. the first hundred dollar bill that I made there that I used to rail a line of cocaine off of a hooker's ass. Okay, there's That's Jordan Belfort. Framed. Jesus Christ. That's what's getting framed. <laughs> or if you're more of a you know, Jeffrey Dahmer situation, maybe the hooker's ass is getting framed. Have to be a male hooker, though. Probably black. I said like Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, you don't have to be Jeffrey. You know, you know, you get it. Would you rather be Jeffrey Dahmer or Jeffrey Epstein? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just surprised when he takes the dollar, though, that. Walt just like smashes the frame on the counter in the establishment that he just bought. It's like, well, you got to sweep that up now, stupid. <laughs> At least do it on the counter, like, you know, in a contained space. So you can just kind of brush it off. He just like let the glass go all over the floor and shit. Could, like also just flip open the tabs on the back. Uh, and yeah. Take it out. <laughs> but, you know, it's got to look cool, right? So, I don't know. Yeah. It's just like, if you're going to break it, at least do it in a contained space, you know? Or just don't break it. Flip the tabs open. <laughs> but anyway. So then Jesse and Mike in the car. I don't remember if it's in the same episode or the next episode, but um, this is probably like one of my favorite Jesse moments from the show is uh, him and Mike, you know, they're watching that house because the dudes stole the meth and He's like, you may know this whole P.I. sit in the car business, but I know meth heads. And then he goes and gets the shovel and he starts digging. digging. That fucking meth head wanders out into the front yard. Like, where are you digging? How deep you think it is? I don't know. (laughs) You want to take over? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That is probably one of the funniest scenes of the season. (laughs) He starts thinking, what you doing? Digging? And then, like, and then it's so unsettling when you go in the house because, like, the dudes in there just fucking yelling, Tucker, Tucker, Tucker. You're just like, fuck, shut up. But Tucker, that's part of that fucking like making you uneasy is just that thing that keeps annoying you. So you're already kind of on edge, you know, as he's walking in there and you're like, would that guy shut the fuck up now? Now you're face to face with Tucker guy, you know? We're calling him Tucker guy. Tucker guy. Yeah. Um, 
it's just yeah it just adds to the intensity of the scene where it's kind of this unsettling meth head and then then you got the teeth and then the shotgun and it's just the whole thing so you don't put thoughts in my head you're right you're right so that's a good scene i like that um would you have taken the challenger back no i i think that as well i think you just go damage control and if you ever get questioned about it, and you're like, ah, we've been saving for a long time, wanted to get him special something for his 16th birthday, you know. And, like, plus, everyone's already seen it. You know what I mean? Like, does it make it any better that you take it back? Like, it's on record that you did it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Then on top of that, why would you burn it? <laughs> yeah, that was just pretty, stupid. It's pretty fucking, like irrational and not logical thing to do. Just be like, well, I was supposed to return this car, so let me go do some donuts and set it on fire. That almost seemed like a... Now that I'm thinking about it again, like, it almost seemed like a defiant thing of like, you know, Skylar says, take it back, and he's just like, mm, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, I'll set it on fire. I got it stuck and I can't get it out. I'm not gonna ask for help. Fuck you. I'm gonna blow set it up. It, set it on fire. Yeah such a logical thing to do you get it stuck on a fucking curb stop or parking stop he's like burn it yeah who cares <laughs> thing's no good now it's no good it's on a fucking parking stop or what am I supposed to do with this thing now fucking burn it right like you know he already told Hank about it like by the way with the whole dinner script thing which was like the Skylar White girl moment like <laughs> like top one of the season do you think Hank is just cool with like, oh, you're a big fucking gambler and now you're laundering money through the car wash? <laughs> you know, you're laundering. I don't know. Do you think as a cop, like in real life, like that Hank's just like, just, <laughs> turn the other cheek? Like, yeah. Like, do you think he's just cool with it like that? I mean, to be fair, he's in the drug enforcement agency, not the, like the FBI. <laughs> yeah, but you, <coughs> excuse me. I mean, he turns. <coughs> He turns ahead to his wife stealing. Yeah, well, that's him, though, you know. You yeah. know you know how people are. You know, double standards. Like, if I do something wrong, or my wife, it's one thing. But if you do something wrong, you peasant. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but it also kind of seemed like he kind of turned his head the other way for a lot of things that was led to have gone on. Like, like the, the tiara. The, the weed. Oh, well, I thought you meant Marie stealing. Okay, my bad. Well, Marie is stealing. And like the tiara it, in the first season. Yeah. yeah. He kind of tends to turn his head to, like, most things, but obviously the biggest meth empire in the Southwest he couldn't turn his head to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the hints are everywhere. <laughs> Half a million in cash. All I had to do was open the bag. Anyway. What you got in here, rocks? Half a million dollars cash. That's the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> he just told you. What do you think WW stands for? Walter White. You got me. You got me. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like no. <laughs> got him. I think, I think, and not not trying to jump too far into season five, but yeah. like, I think 
when he re- when he sees that and he puts two and two together in Walt's bathroom, I think what gets him most is the fact of everything that, that Walt has basically admitted to him multiple times that it's him, and he just didn't get it. Yeah, Walt's like, Walt's, Walt's Walt like, is, hey, it's fucking me, bro. Like, I'm the one making this shit. And Walt, he'd be like, yeah, that's a spirit. <laughs> Walt's blatantly told the truth of this show a lot. Like, and he even finds, like, little kernels of the truth. Like, I think it was season... I don't know if it was season one or two. Yeah, I think it was season two, right, where he's talking about, like, I just like to go on walks. I like the nature, you know, and it's just... Then it cuts to, like, the nature, right? And But it's him and Jesse are out in the RV cooking meth, you know, and it's like... <laughs> I don't know. This is fun. Um, yeah. And then uh, just another quote on this one is like, he's bringing money into the car wash for her to launder. And, she, you know, she's very upset by financial success. We know this by by now about Skylar. And, you know, so it's more than you thought. And this is somehow bad news. Um, she's like, I never wanted any of this. It's like, yeah, okay, but you could just turn your head the other way, maintain plausible deniability. As we talked about last time, we could just let Saul do the money laundering. You could carry on a happy marriage, act like none of this happened. That's what the mob wives do. Just act like you don't know what the fuck's going on. But instead, you gotta be all wishy-washy, which is like, nah, man, pick a side. Wishy-washy with a car wash. Oh well, yeah, I guess that's, I guess it's fitting, but just decide, pick a side, man. You're gonna suck. Or you're gonna, like, you know, be cool. Anyway. Speaking of car washes, I don't see, I haven't seen a good car wash like that in a long time. Well, yeah, they're all getting replaced by fucking moo-moos. fucking moo-moos and take fives and all this other bullshits. Yeah. It, it's a good car wash like that where they take the car, they drive it through, and then they hand detail it as it comes out. You get to wait in the little fucking lobby and buy drinks from a fucking pop machine that doesn't work and look at the millions of air freshener scents you can buy and knowing you're going to pick the same one you've picked every other time you've been in there. Vanilla. You vanilla guy? I love vanilla. Oh, there you go. <sighs> uh, Yeah. So, not sure what this is about. Oh, yes, I am. I said, Jesse's totally a ride or die dude. Like, Walt says, we got to kill someone. Jesse's like, let's get it done. Whereas if it's the other way around, Jesse says someone needs to die. Walt's like, you're overreacting. (laughs) It's just funny. Double standard. This is when they decide, like, they need to kill Gus. So, we get the rice and cigarette. The famous rice and cigarette that's always carried around. Like th- that's like the thing I remember most about this show. Like now that I'm rewatching it, it's such a, like a small part, but I felt like for whatever reason, he was just carrying it around like this entire season in the next season. I don't know why it was so prominent to me, I guess. Cause they do kind of, they, you know, Walt has to manufacture the looking for it, you know, at the beginning of next season. Uh, but yeah, anyway, but that was just such a big thing in my memory. Um, so, yeah, they decide that. And then Jesse goes goes to that AA meeting. And he's like, he just comes up with, I don't know. I guess he had to tell somebody 
because like this guilt was just killing him inside about the whole Gale thing. But the whole thing about like, yeah, I killed a dog. It was a problem dog. Did it bite somebody? No. Oh, was it dying? No. Were you high? No. <laughs> it was like, you gotta come up with something different, man. Like you can't. You just, oh god, it was just, it was bad. That was a cringy scene. He just, he had to like tell somebody that he fucked up, but like he couldn't, and that was like his, that was his way of doing it. But it's like you're doing it all wrong, man. I don't know. Anyway. Had to kill this dog. It's like, you don't tell a bunch of people you killed a dog and that drugs didn't make you do it and have a half-assed explanation. But, and again, this is just one of the many moments that builds to he can't keep getting away with it. In season five, you know. Spoiler. Um, yeah. Uh, it seems like a good time for a pause. You want to pause for a moment? A good call. Yeah. Yeah. Let's pause. And we're back. Ready? Did you enjoy the commercial break? Yep. What was your favorite ad? The one that we didn't have. All right. So, uh, Walt begins to grow impatient with Jesse. I think he's impatient with him from the from the get-go, really. Because every time he sees him, he's like, did you do it? Did you poison, Walt? Did you poison Gus? Did you do it? Did you do it? And I was like, hey, man, like, how do you how do you think this is going to go? You know, do you think Jesse just sees him? And he's like, hey, Gus, you want a cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you, you, you smoke, right? <laughs> I don't know. It's just fucking goofy. You know, and then, like, he goes to his house later. You know, he gets invited to, you know, Gus's house for dinner as well last season and. You know, he's like, you know, Walt gets on him. He's like, you were there for two hours and eight minutes or whatever the fuck it was. And he's like, and you didn't do it. He's like, it's just a big pot of stew. How do you think? Poison himself too. Yeah. And nothing. Walt's just so not understanding. And, and neither one of those interactions of the dinner between Walt and with Jesse, the food, none of the food looked good. Nothing, no. I, nothing I would have ate. It's essential. I mean, it's a, he's like, what? He's like putting fish in it yeah, and stuff. Yeah, nothing like, I would have ate. Fish fish stew? I'm like, I'll have a piece of bread. <laughs> you got bread? Can I'll I have a slice of bread. Can I get some butter? <laughs> Maybe a little side of butter. Like, oh, it's oh, it's it's weird, like fancy, like gluten-free butter. Ah, you know, plain bread. It's fish butter? It's fish butter. What? <laughs> Just scrape the oil off the gills. Oh. <laughs> That's not cool, man. That's not cool. Um, so then, you know, we're in the situation of he's, like, starting to help out Hank with the investigation, which is funny because he's, like, there's this tension already of, like, you know, you're helping your brother-in-law essentially investigate you, Right? So it's like, fuck. And then, you know, just the tension where he's like, put the tracker on the car. So in theory, Walt should have no problem putting a tracker on the car from Hank's point of view. Right. He's like, what are you fucking chemistry teacher, car wash owner, fucking throw it on there. And then 
you know, I guess from the point of view of like, you know, Gus's side of like, why would you put it on the car? Is what he thinks anyway. It's like, I'm not going to put it on the car. And then he, you know, goes and talks to Gus. And then just the whole, like, he's like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And Gus is like, do it. Do it. <laughs> like, can I help you? So, like, just this tension that, like, it, like no one thinks there's any tension except Walt. You know, Walt's the only one like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. And everybody else is like, just relax, man. I don't know. Something about one person just thinking the stakes are sky high. So much high, higher than what it really is. And everybody else around him just being like, yeah, like, what are you, a hypochondriac? You know, that kind of thing, you know. Um, And then I like the... um. I like the scene of the little flashback with um, with Gus's past, you know, with the Don Eladio and them first starting the Los Pollos Hermanos. You ever, heard you, the, know. you ever heard the theory on them? Maybe I've already said the theory in a previous episode. I don't know. Uh, it doesn't sound familiar. Supposedly a theory that I read was that, uh, that Gus and um, what's his name? His business partner. Yeah, I'm forgetting it, but um, go ahead. We'll call him Bob. Bob. Bob is business partner. Yeah. Um, apparently, they were, the theory is that they were lovers as well. And that's why Gus took it so hard. Huh. Interesting theory. You know, the internet comes with some wild theories. Sure. But like, that they were, like, they were business partner, but they were also partners and that's why he took it so hard i mean the internet does come with wild shit just like you know marcellus wallace's soul was sucked out of the back of his head and that's why he's the band-aid on in pulp fiction i mean <laughs> you know it's it's wild theories you know i get it uh i mean yeah it's very well possible and you know gus always talks about this supposed family and kids and you never see them you know He's got this big house. He's like, oh, my kids are always around, so I never get to make this Chilean sea bass stew or whatever the fuck it is, you know what I mean? And then, I just, yeah. I mean, now granted, maybe that's, you know, strategic as far as Gus goes. Like, you know, separation of family and, or church and state, for lack of a better term here, I, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Could you really pick up on Gus? I, you really could you really pick up with with you know as long as we knew Gus in this series of whether or not if he would have a wife or if he would have a husband. I I mean that's also yeah very true. I mean I couldn't pick it up like either way. Sign, it's kind of like that Seinfeld line. Like like oh it doesn't surprise me that Jerry'd be gay. He's just very neat. <laughs> <laughs> Same could be said for Gus. He's just very neat. Not that there's anything wrong no, with that. there's anything wrong with that. Of, no, course, of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> You're very neat. Just defeated at the end. Of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> God, that episode is just so great. When George, or, yeah, he like calls George and he's like, hey, we fooled her. And then, and then she's listening. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, that's so great. Anyway, uh, so I can't find anything on the internet on this, but I was wondering if the flower in Skyler's office when she's talking to Ted, 
was also Lily of the Valley. I can't find anything on it. I search fucking flower in Skylar office. Ted. Yeah. Like I just like every like variation of that sentence I could think of like Skylar flower office season four episode, whatever the fuck it was. I didn't type in whatever the fuck it was. I typed in literally. I mean, maybe if you you tapped it in, it might've worked. Yeah, maybe. But then like I clicked on this link that had her and the, like the flowers in the picture. And then it was like this like dirty. I guess I didn't read the link. quite as long and it was just like all the best pictures of her like cleavage in the episode and i was like what wait what <laughs> so that was like a goofy link and then you know that was a, that was wait, a five minute wait, detour like, how long did you stay on the link i don't know man. how long it was like it's, i don't know i lost track in like 30 minutes yeah it's There's not a lot of pictures it's not like a thing we discussed like it's not a big deal but anyway yeah I thought maybe it was like an early clue. What was, what was the name of the website? I, yeah, yeah. Hold on, it's it's in my f- bookmarks. I'll get it to you. Um, so I couldn't find anything on it, um, but I was wondering if that was like an early clue of like Lily of the Valley. Like maybe that's a thing Skylar keeps around, and that's why it's in their backyard to begin with. But you, you know, I'm even searching Reddit like flower Skylar office, and like I mean, like just like nothing. You know, it's rare that you type something into, like, you figure there's weird subreddits for everything, and I'm thinking, like, you know, Lily of the Valley, Breaking Bad, like, I'm not finding anything on it, and, like, the most it is is, like, people that, like, couldn't figure out, like, oh, use the Lily of the Valley on Brock, like, 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 people that just didn't put it together when the fucking flowers in his backyard at the end of the episode, and they zoom in on it, it's like, yeah, I'm just asking about the office, so I just decided it's wait, not. wait. He used the flower on Brock. <laughs> what are you saying? What are you saying? Are you saying Walt did that? Yeah. What? Yeah, he poisoned the kids. Fucked up, huh? What? <laughs> are you sure it wasn't Gustavo? <laughs> Positive, man. I don't believe Walt's a good guy. I don't believe that. Okay. Yeah, no, you're making that up. I don't believe that. I don't think anyone in their right mind would believe that. Okay. Yeah. Fucking liar. You done? (laughs) (laughs) So. um, So again. Okay, I, thought, I didn't know if that was your foot all the way over there. No, that's my that? balls. Oh, good. Um, so the, <laughs> so that was not, or maybe it was Lily of the Valley. I have no idea. Um, <clears throat> again, Skylar wants Walt legit. Just wants everything to be straight. She's like, hey, you know, the car wash is making some money. You could quit your other job gambling <laughs> yeah and uh like you could tell he's just not fucking interested he's just like he's kind of on the phone there and he's like mm-hmm. yes okay well and just kind of ends the conversation which sucks but and then we have the uh awesome shootout in mexico you know we have the trip down to mexico jesse stands up for himself to the to the cartel guys, he's like, you don't know what the fuck you're, I, I, you know, just tells them all, your fucking lab's a mess, you fucking, you know, you cook shit, yada, 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 just going in on them, and 
really stands up for himself, cooks some good product. You're like, yeah, that's a fucking Jesse win right there, you know? God damn it. And then he saves the day in the end. Now, Gus uh, just fucking having everything, you know, thought of everything down there, has everybody's blood type and everything, you know, the secret doctor and everything. I mean, it's just... Gus is just awesome. Like, he really... five steps ahead, always. Like, there's an alternative storyline to me where Gus just wins against Walt, and I'm okay just following Gus around for the, you know, foreseeable, you know, another five seasons. Like, it's fine. I'll do it. If only that could be an alternative spinoff. Right. Oh, wait. I mean, how deep into like the Gus stuff do they go with? Uh, they go into they go into a good bit of his past. See, I like that. I I will do Better Call Saul when I'm done with this for sure. When we're done doing this, I don't know how soon we'll cover it, but you know, right away we'll definitely dive it. Well, I want to start like Sopranos a little bit too. Yeah, you can do both. Just do one episode of Soprano, one episode of Better Call Saul, one episode. <laughs> so you're like so. Tony Soprano went to Saul. He started a chicken company. He started a chicken company, and he got a lawyer. And Saul named, whacked somebody? Named Jimmy McGill. Yeah. Not to be... Com- yeah, okay, we're not doing this. Um, <laughs> so, let's see here. Oh, the other thing with Skylar was just, like, she wants him clean wants the company to be legit but like the company don't ever be legit because like according to her there's way too much money to launder so apparently they'll just be laundering money forever which means the company will never quite be like you know clean right if they just have to launder money for a really long time mm-hmm. anyway moving on really successful company yeah oh and jesse goes to apparently a little couple of these I think I'd jump ahead on some of these notes because it's just like, oh, well, this ties in, so why wait on this note? But I just have, like, I'm sure Gus loves cigarettes flicked about his front step. Because <laughs> Jesse just kind of like... Right before Gus opens the door, which is just funny. Just because Gus is... Neat. neat. He's very you know, neat. Yeah, yeah, he's neat. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Jesse going to Walt for help. I mean, we kind of discussed this too. Jesse going to Walt for help never goes well. You know, then the whole fight breaks out, and you know, Walt always gets the shit kicked out of him by Jesse, but he always tries to fight him. Just goofy. Um, but he think would win in real life, Brian Cranston or Aaron Paul. Well, nowadays, probably definitely Aaron Paul, because Cranston is only aging, right? I mean, technically says Aaron Paul. Well, right, but, like, Aaron Paul's probably what? Like, 30s? I don't know. Let's get an age check going. How old's Aaron Paul? Aaron Paul is sitting. Why am I in images? And why is there a picture of a coffee mug when I Googled his name? The fuck? Uh, Aaron Paul is sitting at a lovely. It's usually the. 43. First. Okay. 
That's usually well, the it first thing that pops up. Normally, it's the first thing that pops up, but then it just gave his birthday. And I was like, okay, I really don't want to do math. So I just mm. scrolled a little bit, and it said 43. Mm. Sitting at 43. And good old Brian Craston. I'm pretty sure Cranston is over 65. Mm, hold on, hold on. If you were placing a bet, what would your spread be? Well, this is an over-under, not a spread. Um, I'm just using the word spread for everything. I'm going to say the over-under. I mean, I just think, like, I just feel like he's been around forever. You know? Because, like, you think, like, he's he was on he was an adult all the way back on Seinfeld. You know what I mean? Like, he's, you know, he's Watley. So, I'm going to say the over-under is 50, and I'm definitely going over. I'm not going to go specific, but it's definitely over 50. So you're going over 50. Okay, let's say over under 55. Over under 55. And I'm still going over. I'm going to say he's in his 60s. Final answer, 62. So you're going with 62 directly, or are you yeah. going over over 60? It's over 55. I'm saying 62. That's my guess. What, what do we got? I'm saying 62. 66. See, I was on the right track when I said over 65, <laughs> fuckface. Am I, I going to give you hints when you're placing a bet? No. That's called insider trading. Well, yeah. <laughs> Even though it's not stocks. You, you <laughs> favored the insider trading on... You You made it go the other way by giving me the... When I said... Because, like, I, I don't know, when I said over that's 65. The, uh, that's the, uh, the game show host tactic. Hmm. The like, are you, you sure? For when Drew Carey retires, yeah, I'm gonna be on the Price is Right. All right, and then make people just not win stuff. Okay, my main goal. Uh, yeah, but this episode to me is another prime example. So I'm going Aaron Paul in that fight, obviously. Um, so anyway, sixty-eight is that what you said? Sixty-six or sixty-six? Okay. How old do you think Gustavo is currently? Um, he's got some gray hair. Yeah, people get gray hair at yeah, any I, age. I mean, I know fucking twenty-five year olds with gray hair. I got a couple gray hairs, gray hairs in my beard. I pluck them, but they still come back. He shouldn't pluck because I mean, you know, it may be an old wives' tale, but probably an old wives. Don't tale. they say like you pluck one, like three more come back? I thought it was shave. I don't know. Well, you gotta shave. <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Shave all the time. It's like I'm all gray now. <laughs> That's probably how it happens. I don't know. No, you're just cutting the existing ones down like that. Okay. Anyway, what would that have to do? No. <laughs> um. God damn! What was the question? <laughs> how old do you think Gustavo is? Oh, right, right, right. Um. He said, and then he said, "We have some gray hairs." But yeah, anybody can have gray hair. But his 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 face does look a little look a little aged. And whatever show he's in, is it was it a movie or a show recently? I can't remember. Something on Netflix he's in, a show. And he looks kind of old there. Now, granted, if you're supposed to look old for a role, I'm gonna go with. Give me 54 for Giancarlo Esposito. 54 exactly? You're going over under? Yeah, just, uh, just, yeah 54 is my guess. Eh. Well, <laughs> tell me the age. We're, this, I'm not going to fucking hire a 55, 56, 57. Just tell me. I'm... 64. 
Oh, he's six, so he's like around Cranston's age, huh? 64. You're off by 10 years. You sorry bastard. Okay, you want to play that game? I can make you guess some stuff. Yeah, no, we're not going <laughs> to. How old do you think Anna Gwen is? Uh, no, I'll look how, up Anna how, how old do you think she is? Wait, did you look it up? I already got a pulled up. I already had a pulled up. All right, well, let me look up somebody different. To, uh, let me look up. And bonus points if you can tell me where she was born. Um, she looks young in the show, but although she's still got like some of the, like the aging face features, you know what I mean? Not like in a bad way, but just like, oh, you look older. Give me, wow, I don't know. I'm going to say she's in her forties by now. Cause that was a while ago. It's like the show, you know? Oh, give me 45. 54. Really? Well, you're generous. You're un- like be, you're underestimating everyone. You're generous. She would be flattered. <laughs> Bonus points. Where was she born at? Oh, I feel like they said this on the show, too, about where she was from, or in one of the commentaries where she was from, but I can't remember. I want to say it was somewhere like middle of the country ish. Was it like a, hmm, I don't know, just tell me. Just start, just make a guess. Just, just make a state, put, just, just put throw a state, yeah. let's say Missouri. Cleveland. Oh, yeah? So yeah, you know, middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving on. That was fun. Moving on. Um, Tyler wins nothing. Well, you didn't even guess anything. What the fuck are you talking about? What do you want? All right, let me see. What who do I want to say? Okay. How old is uh? And what's his name? Gustavo, uh, the actor that plays Gustavo. Giancarlo Esposito. He has been active since '68. Yeah. Yeah. At least that's what Wikipedia said. Active since '68. All right. Uh, what's something else we you watch? Because what I I mean you just looked at all the fucking Breaking Bad ages. We gotta do a different Actually, show. Actually, I, I just did just the ones that I listed. I'm still on Anna's page right now. All right. Well, how old Bob Odenkirk? Oops, I forgot the right age. <laughs> Bob Odenkirk. I want to say he is. I'm going to go 60, and I'm guessing above. Above 60? Yeah. No, he's 60 exactly. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> How old is Jonathan Banks? Oh, I'm going. He's... I'm going to go with 73. 76. Close. Uh, all right, one more, one more. Uh, who else in the show? I don't remember <laughs> Marie's actor's name. But. How old is that one prostitute? No. Uh, <laughs> how about how, how old is the prostitute Jesse used to sleep with? <laughs> no, she's a crackhead. They age weird. Oh, whoops. How old 
is Mark Margolis, the guy who played Hector. Here's a better one. How old's Raymond Cruz, the guy that played Tuco? I'm going to go with 64. Uh, 61. What? You guess that guy's that old, huh? I still would have told said that guy's younger than that. Well, see, that was the thing because I was like, I know he's older than what he looks. He's aged pretty decently. So I was like, I'm mm. still going to go higher. Interesting. I was forgot. Sorry. This well, yeah, we need to end this cuz <laughs> one more though. If it's something weird. How old do you think RJ Mitty is? Walter Jr. Uh I want to say how old am I? Eight. <laughs> um How old am I? I'm gonna go thirty. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I remember seeing that he was only a couple years older than me. All right. Hey, I win. What do I win? The next note. Hey. So anyway, this whole episode to me is like the prime example of like kind of the epitome of this series in some ways, like dating back to the first season of, you know. Jesse and Walt always dealing with these different problems, you know, like Walt's Walt's at home. He's like dealing with like, <laughs> you know, white people problems. Oh, well, like these suburbia problems, you know, you know, like he got in a fight, he drank, he took some painkillers. He was all loopy. His fucking son comes over, you know, and then he's embarrassed that he was loopy in front of his son and he cried and shit. Excuse me. And, uh, you know, Jesse's down in Mexico, like, cooking for the cartel and shit. Which, you know, could be a game show. Cooking with the cartel. I'd watch it. Yeah. Or and, a cooking show. It'd be on, like, the Food Network. For sure. Um, you know, so, like, Jesse always gets stuck with some hard shit. And Walt's, like, dealing with these, like, white-collar suburban problems, you know, and Walt's all like, what was me? You know, and, like, Jesse's actually, like, out dealing with some shit, you know? Which, again, if you think, you know, back to kind of their origins, like, neither of them have to be doing any of this at all. You know, Walt takes the money from Gretchen. Jesse just, you know, listens to his parents, you know, who, like, obviously have money and, like, are well-off. Like, all he has to do is kind of, like, stay within you know the rules of you know so it's like it's such a show about choices Mm -hmm. you know ultimately but just the funny thing like walt thinks he's got it so hard and jesse's out doing the hard shit you know like in season two you know walt's like fucking skyler's being a bitch and then (laughs) jesse's like i watched a guy's head get crushed (laughs) you know and then Walt's like, come on, get up, you bitch. And I, you know, I don't know. Anyway. He's like, oh, come on, Jesse, we're trying to sell meth here. He's like, my girlfriend died. <laughs> you know? It's like, <laughs> like, Walt, you're such a dick. So, anyway. 
Um, but this episode was also interesting to find out a little more about like why Walt has that has that pride. You know why he like didn't want the cancer treatment in the first place. You know and why he's so prideful about like not taking Gretchen Elliott's money. You know just the looking back at his childhood. His dad got sick and you know. It, it's interesting to figure that out about him. It tells us a little more about why he is the way he is, even if he shouldn't be maybe the way he is. Yeah. Um, I just said, Jesse's such a better guy than Walt. Won't agree to let Walt be killed, but then Walt sells Jesse out later. Even though they both kind of turn on each other in the end, I suppose. And then I said, fucking Ted. Fucking Ted. And then the best part of this season, to me, is just like the laughing in the crawl space. Like the two best imagery things, like intensity things, is like the laughing in the crawl space and the blown up face on Gus in the end, like the very end. Anyway. I like, was, I'm trying to think back. The scene where, um... Kuehl and Bill Burr's character went to uh, Ted's house. Is that at this season? Yeah. I like that scene where he went running and just yeah. from the rug and just into the fucking whatever that was. And oranges are fucking kitchen fall. island. Yeah. Kitchen, was it the kitchen island? Fucking oranges fall down. And when they even established that that rug's going to be a problem later because he's like talking on the phone earlier and he kind of like trips on that rug and he, you know, turns back and like, what the fuck? And so they kind of established, like, hey, remember this? Remember me? And then, you know. Good old trusty rug. Yeah. Fucking stupid of Ted. Yeah. Fucking, dude, just. Just chill, just man. Just chill. pay the fucking IRS. <laughs> There's your problem. Like, like, they're there to tell you to pay the government. Yeah. And you're like, no. Like, typically what, like, thugs don't do is pay the government. <laughs> and now they're there to tell you to pay the government. It's like, you know, as far as, you know, encounters with organized crime, I mean, this is pretty, pretty tame. Yeah. Pretty, (laughs) pretty relaxed. Pretty preferable, really, you know, but yeah. Anyway, fucking Ted. That's that one is definitely a Godfather reference. The whole thing with um, oranges and the Godfather always is means like, you know, death or physical harm um like oranges are always oh oranges always seem to be around when like death happens or physical harm of some kind so what you're saying is i need to stop eating oranges no this isn't breaking bad or the godfather so you're okay or is it well i've eaten plenty of oranges in my life and i'm okay i mean left arm's tingling right now but you know your brain's a little numb Can you smell that color? I smell my left eye getting droopy. Anyway. um, If you don't know what happens later, you don't realize the flower has everything to do with the events to come. Walt's sitting there, spinning the gun on the table, points at the flower. And, like, you know, until you know, you're just like, okay. (laughs) What the fuck's he looking at the flower for? Is he going to be a decorator? His last name is going to be Flowers. Yeah. So, 
And then, like, all right, so there's this, like, super intense scene. You know, you know, Jesse finds out Brock's, you know, in the hospital and he's not doing well. And, you know, then, you know, Jesse can't find the rice and cigarette in his pack of cigarettes. And he's like, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck? Runs back in. And then, like, even, like, the the intense moments. And then Jesse's, like, still just, like, his how dumb he is kind of <laughs> shines through because it's like he goes just tell him it's ricin it sounds like rice okay <laughs> i don't know it's just i don't know just an odd moment for it like it's just still like he's like you know like like you remember like back in season one you know like oh like or season two rather like like rice and beans <laughs> It's like rice and it sounds like rice, okay? It's like, yeah, I hear you, man. Like, it's like rice and bean. Tell me, you ate some rice and beans. Yeah. Hold the beans. And then you know Jesse goes over and threatens Walt and all this, and like, what's sad is like Jesse has it right, but Walt just you know lies his way out of it and puts on a little show, right? So approaching the end here. <laughs> so Gus turns around, walks away from the you know from the car bomb, the whole situation, as uh, as we kind of discussed earlier, which should also be later. No, I mean earlier in this one. I think. I think we discussed. It. Did we discuss it earlier? Now you're confusing me. I don't know. What is time anyway? It doesn't even exist. It's all relative. Um. But anyway, so Walt walks in, and he's got the fucking bomb in the bag, and he's over there talking, just, did you tell him anything? And then Jesse's like, uh, can I, like, my own question right now? Did you just bring, bring a, a bomb, bomb into a hospital? <laughs> what else am I supposed to do with it, Jesse? I don't know, not bring it into a hospital? <laughs> <laughs> Just like the fact that, like, you know, he's like carrying it around the hospital, you know, and then like he's getting out of the elevator, like fucking sticks to the side of the elevator. He's, you know, walking it. Couldn't have been done any better, honestly. It's great. Um, very neighborly to send your neighbor into, into your house to possibly get shot instead of you. I mean, that's the neighbor way. I mean, hey, you know. We're from the Midwest. We don't lock our doors, so... Southwest, they send their neighbors in to get assassinated. Every every yeah. part of the country has, you know, its own little quirks. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, we got a good Saul quote here. If I ever get anal polyps, I'll know what to name them. If you two want to stick your wings in a hornet's nest, it's a free country, but why do I, why do I always have to get sloppy seconds? <laughs> And then, I mean, we kind of know what's going on. I, I just have a couple last notes here. Um, you know, Walt arranges the whole... A lot of it's just Walt running around, waiting around, you know, waiting on the final shit to happen, right? So, he arranges Hector to go see the DEA, draws he- draws Gus out, comes to see him in there. I l- always love Hector talking to the DEA. Yeah. <laughs> F U C K. Okay, okay we, we got it. We got it. Mm-hmm. 
S U C K M Y D I. Yep. Yep. Okay, we're good. Uh, so you know, Walt rigs the bomb to the chair, and uh, you know, Hector. I was. It's kind of dumb. Like, like, I guess it's cool in a way that like both of them die at the same time. You know, because like, you really didn't like Hector anyway. Like, he was a terrible person, you know, earlier in his life. You know, he's, like, kind of annoying when they're that dealing with Tuco. That was like, fucking annoying. <laughs> well, sure. Bing. He's annoying when they're dealing with Tuco. Like, fuck. Sorry. Um, annoying when they're dealing with Tuco, then, you know, the guest thing, and you're like, oh, wow, this guy really does suck, and. You know, but I don't know if he deserves all this. Like, Gus, you kind of won. It's okay. <laughs> Guy. Anyway. And then, uh, but it, he stays till true to who he is to the bitter end. I'm just like, you know what? Blow myself up. That's what it takes. Fucking <laughs> the fucking <laughs> lip movements. I don't yeah. know how the fuck he got that guy. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a good face. Just the, the, the fucking the, the evil eyes at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was just like, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh fuck. But yeah, and then the, this is what I said is like, I mean, we know that Walt and Gus are pretty similar. Um, but like, ego gets Gus killed. You know, like, Gus, I feel like, pretty much keeps his ego in check, but, you know, Walt finds the one chink in the armor there of, like, you know, Gus hates this fucking guy. Like, which, uh, all, which draw him out, ultimately, ego is what got Walt killed. I mean, yeah... I also think Walt had kind of like nothing to live for at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah, like but the like cancer he, was back. But he got himself to that position because of his ego. So, sure. Ultimately, his, his, his he dies demise eventually. His demise was was his ego. Because he, he just assumed like, oh, you're gonna, you guys are gonna come live with me. Like, like we're going to the witness protection, and yeah, the family in the end of the show is like. Like, no, what the fuck? Like, hey, you know, what are you doing? And, you know, he's like, we're supposed to be a family. And then, you know, Walt's world just comes crashing down. He's like, what? Wait, what? I thought I was doing this. You know, I think he believed that so hard that he was. He actually believed it. Yeah. And then he realized in the end, when he had some isolation, <laughs> you know, he's essentially sitting in that fucking cabin alone. The fucking for... barrel money and. Yeah, it's like, hey, yeah, here here you go. Here's all you did for your family, buddy. Sitting in this fucking cabin alone with your money. With fucking five movies and two of them are copies of the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. God, they couldn't even but, get him. They couldn't even get him any, like, fucking, like, satellite or some shit like that. <laughs> like, he just had fucking just one you know a handful of movies and like that was it i'd go crazy if i'd rather just fucking die at that point like <laughs> yeah i mean you know 
Yeah, no, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, the whole reason he even feels like he has nothing to live for, I suppose, is due to ego, so. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Because, um, you know, I mean, as we discussed earlier in this episode, that he would have been perfectly fine if he just didn't have to have this ego attached to what he was doing to be known that it was him doing it. Right. Otherwise, you know, it would have stopped at Gale and... Or he would have just taken the money from Gretchen Elliott and never would have got back into yeah. this shit, you know? Yeah. Or maybe he just would never sold out Grey Matter and, you know, would never have to, you know, deal with Skyler or Walt Jr. Yeah. Or Marie. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. So... But that's definitely the coolest shot of the show is just Gus's fucking face, you know, blown up face. You know, the first the the first time I'd watched through this and I've, I mean, I've told you this story before. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching, you know, season four and I dozed off watching. I don't know what episode it was on, but like I just remember like. Waking up in the middle, like like eleven or twelve o'clock in the middle of the night or whatever, from a noise of an explosion, and I remember rolling over my bed looking at the TV, and it was just Gustavo with half his face blown off, and he collapses, and I was like, "All right, clearly I missed way too much in the time I was asleep, and I need to restart this over." And I just turned off the TV. <laughs> I was like, "I don't know what I missed, but I obviously missed something important." Yeah, because now Gustavo has. Half of his face gone. How is he going to be the face of the company like this? <laughs> this is not a good look for you, Gustavo. It's not good. Not a good look. Yeah. Um. So Jesse and Walt, you know, they go back. Cover. Jesse or Walt saves Jesse. Kind of, you know, going back into the into the lab. You know, shooting those two guys that were guarding or well making Jesse work. However you want to define it, you know, whatever. Jesse's chained to the fucking equipment, you know, making meth, right? Which, you know, foreshadowing for later, but... Uh, but, you know, they, they rig the whole place to blow. They're kind of walking out like it's fine. Just like, come on, fire. You know, they pull the fire alarm. Let's go, let's go. And then, you know, when, once you get the first, like... You know, everybody's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and everybody starts running. Um, Were all those employees? <clears throat> you know, they didn't mention anything on that part of it. That's a good so. question. Yeah, most of the time they do say, like, you know, all of those are just laundromat employees. So, I, you know, they didn't they didn't comment there. But, I mean, maybe they just told everybody, like, hey, you're going to run now. Hey, we're, hey, we put a bomb on under the building and we're going to detonate it when it detonates we need you to run yeah yeah um and then you know final thoughts of the season is Walt's a piece of shit Skyler doesn't like that he blew the place up killed Gus you know this is where the whole her being scared of him thing starts which is just fucking annoying but Jesse's a good guy and this was the best season yet and it only gets better. Or does it? Bill, bill, bill. Um, all right. 
So, quotes. I think we read most of the quotes. Yes. Uh, and then I think that will just leave us with the box score. Hey! How many deaths do you think we got? How many deaths? Uh, do not Google deaths. In I'm, I'm not Google. I'm literally just looking. <laughs> I'm literally just looking through the episode. The episode guide. Just yeah, it's a quick thing. No, we'll I know. Draw I know. It out. I'm not trying to draw it out. I'm not trying to draw it out. Uh, seven. Seven. I don't know. You said it's a quick thing, so I went quick. Okay, 26. Okay, close enough. Well, just a lot of shit happened, I thought. Anyway. Uh, the only one I was questioning was, uh, you know, do we count Gail's death? No. All right, it's 25. But technically, like, you don't see Gail die on screen in season three. Like, you don't see him, like, on the ground dead. Isn't it the same, the isn't the same debate we had last season? About some, about the, the seasons know, overlapping. Yeah, the seasons overlapping. Yeah, it's like we had this debate last season, and I was right. <laughs> well, I think you feel that way about any argument you have. It's not my fault. I'm always right. You should try sometime. Untouched veggie trays. I, you know the answer. Oh no. Yeah. Um. Godfather references. Now, granted, I don't know how intentional it was. I said it was four because there was a couple things I could see. I'm going with two because there was only two that you've mentioned in this podcast that I remember. <laughs> okay. I'm going with a safe bet of two. Well, it's, it's four I also to can't, me. I also can't pick up on Godfather references. Well, see, I and seen the movie. I don't know if like they meant it this way. I kind of assume because in season two – uh, they referenced the Godfather like literally with their quotes and saying, you know, Hank said like, just when I'm out, they when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. That's a Godfather 3 reference and then uh, you know, when Walt meets Saul and he's starting to get into you know, the Saul thing, you know, about Saul laundering money and everything and Saul's like oh, I'll be the you know, what would Tom Hagen do for Vito Corleone? Yada yada, right? So I just assume when I see things visually that it's kind of a Godfather thing. So the oranges being around when uh, there's death or, you know, kind of physical harm for the Ted scene. That's one, definitely. Um, putting a good word for me with Gus for old time's sake when he says it to Jesse. That's uh, something this guy Tessio says to to Tom Hagen when he's. Michael's having him killed the end of the first Godfather. I don't know. I just kind of saw it as that. Granted, Saul doesn't get killed. So maybe it's iffy. Maybe they didn't mean it that way. Just my interpretation. Um, and then there's Gus dropping the box cutter. Because there's the notorious scene in, um, in the first Godfather where Michael, you know, kills the police captain and the guy who had his dad shot, you know, and the whole thing that, you know, this guy Clemenza keeps telling him is like, you shoot the guy, you drop the gun, you drop the gun in the restaurant, you know, and so the whole thing about like the gun dropping on the floor after you do the deed, it's just like, you you know, you just get rid of it, 
so I took the box cutter drop by Gus and the gun drop after, you know, Walt kills those two guys. I took it as a Godfather reference both those times, but so to me, those were four Godfather references. Maybe the connection is meaningless and it wasn't intentional. I know the oranges for sure was like, it's, that's gotta be, they kind of like even talked a little bit about it. Not being like, Oh, Hey, you know, this is a got, but they were like, Oh, did you mean for that to be I was like, yeah, it was definitely a consideration. So I know the oranges, but anyway, the rest of those are just me pretty much explosions. Uh, I mean, there's a car. Then there is the. I'm going with two. There's only two I can think of. Three. Three. Challenger nursing home laundry. Oh, fuck. I'm stupid. <laughs> because I counted the fucking laundry in the, in the Challenger. I didn't fucking count the goddamn nursing home. <laughs> fuck, I'm stupid. Skylar white girl moments. Uh, 83. <laughs> I said nine. Locksmith, I'm not leaving in the frozen peas black eye thing. Dinner script, driving to the four corners, too much money, money storage vacuums, vacuum bags in closet, persuades IRS guy with breasts, PT Cruiser, and on the phone with Walt after PT he wins Cru- against Gus. PT Cruiser, that's just an insult. Uh, bangs briefly shown or implied? One. Yeah. Immigrants deported. Zero? Three. Oh, three. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> they went down into the into the thing. Uh, you got any bad summaries? No, I don't for this one. I have two. First is when white privilege goes wrong. And the second, uh, ricin. It sounds like rice. That sounds like a, uh, that could be like a product motto for that. <laughs> Like sounds just, like just, rice. Just like a commercial. Ricin. Sounds like rice. Fine as in the dairy section. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. Just a 10 second ad on YouTube. It's the one you can't skip either. Mm. Ricin. Sounds like rice. Fine as in the dairy aisle. Yeah. All right. So. <coughs> brings us to the end of season four. Um. You uh, pretty excited for season five? I'm ready for season five. It's the conclusion season. Indeed. No little El Camino brings, after that. Brings everything full circle. Okay, so if you're seeing this, this is after season four. Uh, a lot of people get bored with the special features shit, but I find it fun. So I was just going to put it at the end. And that way, if you're trying to listen to a podcast about Breaking Bad season four, you can do that. And then see this if you're interested in the special feature shit that I get off the box set. So that's what this is. So let's bring on the special features. Yeah. So, and uh, you're probably not interested in the special features either. Actually, I kind of want to hear it. But (laughs) I am interested in the special features. I like the series. I like to know the little little tad bits, especially my favorite one about Walt jerking off, but it turns into him throwing up. That is a good one. Uh, Reference. Season one podcast for that one. I think that's my favorite one. It's just hilarious. But then now when you see that scene, you're just like, you're like, yep, I know what that is. He's jacking off. Yeah. So I divided it into a couple car- uh, categories. I uh, have uh, casting, the effects, uh, locations, 
and uh, alt slash deleted slash extended scenes. So if we started casting, uh, also one directing note within the casting. I didn't know where else to put it. Uh, David Slade, not Spade. Slade. Uh, he was a he's a British director, and uh, <laughs> so there's the scene and can't remember. I think I can't remember which episode it is, but if you notice, there's the one episode where Walt's changing out of his lab clothes at the at the lab, and he's like putting on pants and he's in his underwear again, which mm-hmm. doesn't really make any sense. Like he hasn't really done that in a while. They're putting on the big, you know, suits over the kind of hazmat suit deals yeah. over over their clothes, so he hasn't done that in a while. Excuse me, but apparently what he said was, uh, if I'm going to direct an episode of Breaking Bad, and this is the only episode of Breaking Bad he ever did, he said, if I'm going to direct an episode of Breaking Bad, Walter White's going to be in his whitey tighties. <laughs> so that was the express purpose for that one, which I thought was funny. And that was David Spade that said that? Like, Slade. So Joe Dirt? Like with an L. Joe Dirt? No. Oh. Slade. Spade. As if I slayed the dragon. You don't spade the dragon. I mean, you might if you don't want it reproducing. Maybe the one from Shrek, right? You're mispronouncing. It's spade. Okay. Next. <laughs> <laughs> so we all know Bogdan. He yep. pops back up in this season. Good old eyebrows. They, yeah, good old eyebrows. Uh, he pops back up this season. They buy the car wash from him. So, funny story about Bogdan getting that part. I should have wrote down his actual name. I just like things things you think about when it's too late, you know. But, so Bogdan's family wanted to be on TV. It was like his wife and daughter or something like that. And uh, so he drives them down to audition to be extras, like when, the, when they're doing the pilot. Mm-hmm. And so... They uh they saw him the casting people they they see the dude playing Bogdan, and he and they're like hey can we take your photo for casting, and he's like yeah whatever, so they photograph him and then Vince sees the photograph and he's like that's the guy I want for the, you know for the car wash, and so then that's how he gets that part and he's never acted before before that, and apparently he's like <laughs> he's actually kind of, um. Walter White ish because he's like a nuclear scientist, so, <laughs> like in real life. What's so. what's funny? So I so I just looked it up just to uh, figure out the dude's name, and like as you were saying that, I was reading where it says that he has a PhD in chemistry. Yeah, and he's from uh, Romania. Yeah, and his name is mm, Maurice Stan. I think that's how you pronounce it. There you go, Maurice Stan. Uh, so that's a fun tidbit. Um, so the cartel meeting with young Gustavo, uh, Gus's little flashback there. It's kind of like a Scarface reunion because you got Stephen Bauer who played Manny in Scarface Mm -hmm. and, uh, you have Mark Margolis who, you know, obviously is playing Hector there. Uh, but he was the shadow. He was this assassin dude, uh, in Scarface. Uh, and what's funny about him, Vince was saying, is that he's just this old Jewish guy from New York that doesn't speak any Spanish, but he always gets these roles where he plays Hispanic dudes. <laughs> so, um, part of our casting here is we have uh, a drug dog. So the the dog that was you know with uh, 
Oh my Gomez uh and the other guy. It's a legit drug dog and the guy with the dog is an actual like Mexico State trooper. Hmm. Um and that's not his dog, is what Vince said. But the fun fact here was that apparently um these guys that have these these drug sniffing dogs they're legally allowed to carry like a small amount of drugs so that they can because apparently if you you know if the dog searches all this time and they don't find anything they get discouraged and they actually like kind of do a worse job and it's a whole thing for their morale if i don't get my coke (laughs) i'm gonna be pissed right and so (laughs) if they don't find it so that they're allowed to carry like i don't remember what i don't think they said like a specific amount but a small amount of drugs so then they can like plant it somewhere and have the dog find it and then the dog doesn't get discouraged um so that's fun uh and then vince gilligan's mom uh plays becky the neighbor that checks on the house Hmm. when when (laughs) when walt's like there's uh i'll send my neighbor in to maybe get assassinated let's see how that goes that's a safe route that's what i would do yeah i mean better her than me (laughs) right so that's Vince Gilligan's mom. So, uh, if we move into the effects, um, so two different times we have guards in the Los Pueblos Hermanos um, trucks, the you know because they're guarding for the deliveries, right? So uh, both of these times, they for the seeing their breath effects, they put this little cage in their mouth with a piece of dry ice in it and so that way you can it looks see their like breath and so yeah it stays in the cage and then they exhale and you have that effect so kind of a cool thing <laughs> seems like you could just i, don't, I guess you, you you'd have to have access to like a refrigerator freezer truck so that would probably be, be i mean i feel like that wouldn't be that that difficult i don't know you want to get some dry ice and put it in your mouth and see just talk to budget man this. it's all budget yeah, we can get a cheap one at cvs no budget for them I'm, we're not doing this what? Oh. <laughs> what are we talking about here i think we should okay just keep shoving our mouth full of dry ice no that's why they had to build the cage because it'll fucking burn you the, I, I can't remember the lady's name but i think she was talking about um they did the same thing and excuse me dude like I, guess, I think it was the cage wasn't built right i can't remember exactly what they were talking about but um dry eyes fell out burned the inside of his mouth it was a whole thing so yeah uh so that's what jonathan banks and then those other two guys that played guards did to see their breath in there so kind of cool um michael flowers he's uh the set decorator for the show and he said that well they you know they they do their research pretty well isn't as that far such as the a, lab goes isn't that such a like one hell of a last name, and like that's the profession you're gonna have. Flowers, and you're a decorator. You're a decorator. Yeah, no, it's, it makes. Yeah. It's kind of like you were born for it. <laughs> you know, his whole life he grew up and he knew he was gonna be a decorator. <laughs> yeah. His parents looked and said, or a florist, <laughs> or a florist. Yeah. He had he had two paths in or life. Or gardener, maybe. He had landscaper. He had two paths in life. It was either something with flowers or decorator. Yeah. True. So, he was talking about how they really did their research. They couldn't find out, like, all the specifics. But, you know, the ma- the lab that they have set up could probably make meth. 
Uh, and a lot of the stuff in there is used when you make toothpaste. That's <laughs> what a lot of the stuff is for, actually. Um, he said the meth is uh, it's the rock candy that you turn into cotton candy. And he goes, so all these sets, they all smell like you're at the fair because it smells like cotton candy because they have rock candy everywhere. I remember, I remember seeing that, that the uh, that all the, you know, the ice... The blue crystal was all just blue, you know, tinted rock candy. And I was like, I bet you it probably tastes delicious. Yeah. Well, then they were talking about, so they, they do not fill those totes up, those like 200-pound totes. They probably wouldn't do like the outside. and then They do the whole like, yeah, the empty box in the middle and then, you know, just fill it in with the rock <laughs> you, candy. Could you imagine? <laughs> fucking just old ass Brian Cranston. Fucking rock candy. Yeah. And, like, it's not like they can reuse the same totes. They have to make a fresh batch every time. That'd be, you know what, that would show true dedication, but probably a budgetary problem. If every single time they had to film that scene, they they made all brand new rock candy, smash it up, and put it in totes and waited to that exact spec. Yeah. That'd be dedication. It would be. Or it's stupidity. One of the two. Not quite sure. Dedication. Which. A lot of rock candy. They could sell it. Tomato, tomato. Big enough following, and they could easily sell it online, like Blue Crystal Rock Candy from Breaking Bad. This is true. BreakingBad.com. BreakingBad.amc.com. Yeah. There we go. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's that. And then we got... Okay, so the, the scene where Jesse, you know, saves the day, or what have you, right, when, the, when he's on the all those drops with Mike or pickups with Mike rather. Um, and there's that scene where he drives from the passenger seat, you know, backs the car up, hit, you know, hits that other car and drives off. Right. So in order to do that scene, you know, Aaron Paul is not a skilled from the passenger seat driver. So how they did that was actually really cool. And if you want YouTube, this is kind of cool, but so they take off the, you know that half you know it's that big bench seat right and so they take half of that off and uh they put a, a lower chair in there right so it's like basically on the floor kind of a little higher and then put him in the seat and then they you know put a bench seat back in over him and then you know the headrest or you know, the upper part of the bench you know what i mean so there's this little gap so he can see out of it and then they put a mesh over it that's the same color as the seat. And then so he's basically just driving with the mirrors. And he's like, he's just got little, he's got to drive with the, oh, the bottom of the wheel, you know, so they can't see him. And, you know, I, I went frame by frame on so many of the shots of that episode. You really can't notice, like, you know, the, the hole in which he sees. Because, I mean, obviously they're not <laughs> trying to highlight, you know, the secrets, right? But it was really cool, and uh, yeah, they just blend them right in there. So pretty cool, if you ask me. It's interesting. It's yeah. pretty. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Uh. So then, all right. So most of the scenes aren't um, filmed. Most of the scenes at the white uh, residence. I just, I just say residence. You say White House all the time. You can only say White House so many times before <laughs> you feel stupid. Um, 
most of that is shot on a sound stage. Like the inside of that house like looks almost nothing like the actual uh stuff in the show is what Vince was saying. Really? Yeah. So m- the majority of that is on a sound stage, right? Um so that means there's no pool in the backyard. Hmm. Right? So they said in order like at night to have that effect like you're seeing the reflection of the pool water on the curtains that they have uh like a box of pieces of broken mirrors in water and then they however they arrange it to have lights and that shit's reflecting off of the window so they basically built that whole inside of that house and then they're reflecting that bullshit off, <laughs> off the window for the night scenes and then there's somebody just sitting there you know just keeping it moving right so did you know that before that no see at the whole time i thought it was shot inside the house yeah no i mean yeah I yeah i really like they did they did good on that because like the whole yeah. time i thought that was shot inside the house like, yeah and like on the outside they even had like when you open that front door they even have like a part built to where you know it matches you know the real house you know so like it's funny and I don't know if it was last season when uh, it's like Walt comes by and uh, Skyler's like, you know, they're talking in the driveway, right? So then there's like the one part where he's at the door and they're still like, okay, that's the soundstage, right? And they're actually like outside, but they're like still within that entryway of like going up towards the front door. And so they're like, oh, actually this right here, this is on the soundstage. Like this is on the set back at the studio and then they walk around the corner and like okay now they're at the house (laughs) you know because they don't have like the garage and shit right so you can only go so far so those those scenes are interesting like anytime skylar like opens the front door you know and somebody's outside like they're just talking like there's a reason the camera's never like kind of like that so you you know to see like the street or whatever because they don't have that so you're you're just we're right here (laughs) And then, you know, lighting is a hell of a, I mean, lighting's amazing. The, um, what's that dude's name? Director of photography, Michael Slovis, I think is what it was, is what his name was. Um, yeah. And like a lot of that shit was on sound stages, like the inside of Jesse's condo that was attached to Jane's place, you know, when they opened the door, cause we didn't get to do the special features on season two because you know, that was a whole thing. Um, <laughs> But, you know, when you'd open the door at Jane's place, um, you know, you notice you only kind of see the light coming in the door. Mm-hmm. You don't see the outside. And that's because they have lighting just like, okay, it's really bright outside. And, you know, and they have to be very careful with the camera angles as to not show you just the soundstage. That's kind of disappointing. Yeah. Like, the whole time I thought, like, it was actually filmed inside the house, which, I mean, it's not saying that it, like, it makes me think less of it but like right. i don't know maybe it just it seemed a little cooler like thinking like oh there's really a house that just like looks exactly like this on the inside it's kind of like when i got older and i uh found out that you know you know the how you know the movie the movie a christmas story mm. that the house that you know that it was shot at yeah up that's up in cleveland mm-hmm that they did the exterior shots at the house, but the inside was on a soundstage, and the inside of that house looks absolutely nothing like. Yeah. So, like, you know, I've, you know, my my wife suggested before, how about we go to the Christmas Story house in Cleveland since you love that movie so much? I'm like, nah, because it doesn't look. Because I've seen pictures of it, it doesn't does not look like 
they try to make it look as much like the set, but like mm-hmm. it's not. And I'm like, yeah. eh, if it's not the real thing, I don't want it. Yeah, that's what. You, I mean, if you start digging into this shit, you realize that like almost nothing. You know, your whole childhood's a lie. It's like, oh, none of that. Like, there's not a sweet. You know, I, like I remember when I was a kid, like watching Drake and Josh. You know, and like they had this cool loft bedroom, and oh, then, yeah. you know, like the kitchen was cool. And I remember like the Drake and Josh house would be sweet, but like, you know, I granted I haven't researched that, but like nine times out of ten, it was a fucking Nickelodeon show. I'm sure they got a big ass soundstage. I'm sure they just built all those sets, and you know what I mean. Like it's almost def. You know, you start looking into how TV and movies are done, and you're like, oh, this is probably almost all definitely just fake that house doesn't look anything like that on the inside likely you know i mean you don't know well i mean i picked it up from like younger age was the uh was the full house house even even from a younger age like once i started like looking i'm like i don't know it just doesn't like it doesn't match up with how the outside looks and obviously we know that you know with the fucking you know live studio audience yeah that you know how's that work are they are we (laughs) are they coming in live that's trash cans outside. But, um, yeah. Um, that's just kind of, I don't know, that's kind of a little bit disappointing. I thought that's just what the house looked like. So my my question is, and maybe maybe it's something I can, I can obviously Google, but, like, so the owner of that house, of Walter White's house, mm-hmm. did they just, like, so obviously they got permission to use her house for scenes and for the show and stuff like that, and she got money for it, obviously. So, like, did they, during filming seasons, did they put her up in a hotel room or something so they could film there, or, like... Well, they really just need the outside. Like, they, I mean, they don't, they don't need the inside, because they do that, they, I think they knew, like, okay, if we, (laughs) if we do filming on the inside, like, we're just going to kick these people out, you know what I mean? Now, they didn't mention any of this, but I imagine, but... I they they he probably had if I had to guess I mean he probably had a vision of how he wanted that inside of that house to be so he probably just found something that was like you know kind of close they built the whole thing on the soundstage and you know I mean yeah I don't think it'd be practical to just be like all right get out <laughs> I guess I guess I could say it's kind of like um now it's kind of it's, it's interesting on that note is the fact that Hank and Marie's house is like one of the only houses they actually shoot in um apparently uh <clears throat> a handicapped gentleman and his wife live there and so he they were talking about how like that house is just big spacious you know wide corners and shit so it's actually like really ideal to shoot there uh whereas like a normal house i mean you imagine trying to film a show in here it's hard enough trying to film it's a hard enough just trying here. to throw these cameras up at the right angles to and i'm sure like you know if anybody's at home like why why is the camera angle like that i know i'm not a cameraman i'm not a director of photography over here we need to hire vince gilligan no uh michael slovis uh but um for to direct our podcast yeah it's, i don't know that you can we might be this. cooking meth afterwards but you know fine with that so that's like one of the only houses they shoot in and fuck if we're on location notes at this point uh i don't know i mean i will stick to the walt house the white house and then i'll do the rest of the special features but uh the thing is on that so they do a little bit of filming in jesse's house and then they so that is what the inside of that house looks like but then uh when there was all the crazy partying shit 
happening. They did not do that there, and they built that that uh, replica of that sounds of that house on the soundstage, and that's where all the trashy party shit happened, where the house was torn up and they shit wouldn't was... they they want to do that in real life. No, <laughs> yeah, I mean, because that I think I mentioned it last season, but um, you know the, pe- the 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 reason they had to even you know have Jesse move out um, was because the house sold. because the house did sell, and then the person that bought the house fix it up like added to the house and that was like oh yeah you can you know rent it and shoot here again if you want and then they were like oh cool and so you know the whole storyline of yeah the buyback and everything which yeah um but yeah they did not tear the fuck out of that house and all that during the all those scenes he just renovated and they just tear the shit out of it (laughs) yeah um so there's that there we talked about hank's house and then and then the wall the white residence actually like so it's on a sound stage right so you have water hookups to like use the sink right so if you if they need the sink for a scene or whatever they have it but there's no like actual plumbing you know to drain anything so there's a bucket under the sink basically so they can turn the water on for a scene and then like turn it off and then you know if they have multiple takes they gotta empty the bucket and, <laughs> they just open know, up the window and throw it out the window under the floor <laughs> of the sound stage yeah <laughs> <laughs> some guys over there with the fucking lights he's like hey what the fuck <laughs> yeah good enough motherfuckers <laughs> goddamn actors think they own a place and then the crawl space uh, anytime he's in the crawl space, because obviously we're not at the house, like that house is a slab. So that house doesn't even have a crawl space. Um, so they actually built the crawl space uh, in the studio, right? And so I think, fuck, I should wrote down how big it was, but it can't be more than like a 10 by 10. And it's kind of like up on a lifted platform. And then they had to like, you know, put all the fake cobwebs and shit in there, like make it look like it's a dusty, nasty crawl space and, you know, put the fucking sand or whatever the fuck's down there. Kitty litter. I don't know what the hell they put down there. <laughs> so then, so then that makes me, uh, so then that makes me think on the scene where, when he, and I, and I'm drawing a blank on if it was this season or a different season, but when he gets to the house and he gets into the house via the crawl space. Mm-hmm. So like, very cleverly shot. Very cleverly shot because yeah. the whole time you have to it basically looks... show him like getting in, and then you got to change around and like and see okay, sky he's and getting pool. In the cro- yeah, yeah. It's a whole that. There's a reason like he's not like completely in. You know, like he's still like going in because yeah, he can't go in there. Um, <laughs> it's nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that yeah. So then they had to like they had to build that room then over top of the crawl space and so that whole stand is kind of cool and so then they show him like in the crawl you know for like the scene when he's sitting there laughing and everything you know uh in what episode 11 um so that's a pretty cool thing uh anyway so kind of back to the i didn't i didn't know if to put this into special effects or i didn't really have a category for it of the i guess i limited myself on the categories but there's the episode where Jesse's playing Rage mm-hmm. when he's still dealing with the, uh, you know, trauma over the Gale situation. Um, fun fact about that game, Matt Jones, who plays Badger uh, in real life, he, you know, 
voice the actor, uh, voice the character in that game, Gabe. So, that's kind of cool. Huh. And then, uh, so anyway, Jesse's going through the game, and then there you come up to that first corner. And then he turns the corner, right? And so in the commentary, they're like, okay, there's the Easter egg right there. Okay, oh, and there it goes. And he's like, we're not going to give it away. And I'm like, that's why I watch the commentary. Give it away, please. Can you give away the Easter egg? So uh, basically, uh, Gale is written on the wall. And it was a special version that Rage put out to them just for this certain thing. But yeah, Gale's written on the wall. And you don't know, like, it took me, like, a couple times, but, like, the G's back, like, all the letters are backwards. Mm-hmm. And so you don't necessarily, like, figure it, like, it doesn't register right away that it says something. I just thought it was some, like, goofy, I thought it was, like, honestly a different language or some shit they put on the wall. Um, but it says Gale, but all the letters are backwards. It's like that right before he turns that first corner in the game. Um, so, that's pretty cool. And then apparently... If you, um, so obviously that was a modified version of the game for the show. And then apparently in the real game, uh, like since that Breaking Bad, um, came out, uh, you can find the Tuco's grill encased in glass. You can find that like on a shelf in some room or something somewhere. So that's in like the real game now. So that's kind of cool. Um, couple more special effects stuff. Uh, the Walt Joyride and the Challenger before they blow uh, the fucker up. You mean you mean the Chrysler promotion part one? <clears throat> see, I don't think they were quite sponsored, but I see. I'm curious to watch commentary once we get to season five. Um, no, basically because mentioned because that was obviously fucking product placement. Because when, in the commentary for this episode with the Challenger and the last episode with the Challenger, they were kind of like, "Oh, and Chrysler's such a great company. We would love for them to sponsor." Like you know, kind of doing that whole deal. So I don't think I think they just like picked out a Challenger for this one. Uh, so I'm, I I am pretty suspicious. I I'm pretty sure. That Chrysler probably paid them a little bit to do the thing next season, but they <laughs> did the thing. We yeah. all know the thing. We all know the. We thing. all know the, the Chrysler thing. commercial in the <laughs> in intro the of the episode. Bad. Yeah. Um. So we'll see, but they, I can tell you, they were not paid for the season four part because they were like, yeah, it'd be really awesome, Chrysler. You know, Chrysler, it's a great car. You know, <laughs> so kind of doing that whole thing, but. So for that scene where he takes his little joyride, does the donuts and everything, and then blows the car up, you know, they had what? Chevy's a pretty good car. It'd be pretty cool if they would <laughs> sponsor us. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely drive a twenty twenty three Camaro here. Hit me up, Chevy. Yeah, we'll see how that goes, buddy. <laughs> so they had three cars to shoot that scene. Um, one of them to do the donuts one of them to blow up and one of them to like get stuck. So it's a lot of money spent. <clears throat> yeah. What if they got a discount? Hopefully. So there's that. And then the tire marks were digitally added. I, I don't know. Um, they did say, cause there's that one shot, which is, this is just kind of me thinking something's cool and nobody will probably care, but, there's the one shot where the car's sliding and it kind of goes over the camera. He said they like kind of like did a little hole there and like put the camera in it and then the car slid over top. No, oh, just kind of cool. 
Was it Walt that did the donuts, or did they pay a, a professional driver? It'd be kind of cool. <laughs> they if, didn't mention it'd that. It'd be kind of cool would, if Brian Cranston was the one doing the donuts. I would kind <laughs> of assume that it's not Brian Cranston, but I don't know. They didn't really talk about it. So. I think more actors should just, like, Tom Cruise their shows and movies and just do their own shit. Yeah. Learn how to do it and make it more authentic, in my opinion. Yeah. Like Tom Cruise hanging onto a fucking jet, apparently. Exactly. On was that? Uh, I think it was what four. There's too many of those goddamn things. <laughs> when, what? Uh, it was. Uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah. No, he, it was. No. The recent movie is on Paramount about? Plus. What is it? Um. Top Gun. He no. held onto a jet. Yeah. Well, he flew jets in. Top Gun, both of those movies, the new supposedly, movies. supposedly there because there was a scene and uh, if there's a scene where he's hanging onto a plane, I'm pretty sure we're talking about. I don't know. This seems like an odd time to get into this though. Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Right, but I don't think he was holding onto a jet in that. I think he flew a plane. He flew planes. Seems like a weird time to get into this, though. Yeah, very weird. Okay, let's, okay. Let's, mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to we it. We'll, uh, we'll look into it later. Yeah, let's let's do that. But I'm pretty sure when he held mm-hmm. on to the outside of a plane was one of the Mission Impossible movies. But he flew planes. And, hey, all right, we're done with Top Gun. <laughs> we're done with Tom Cruise and everything. All right. So um, this is a goofy one, and I didn't know where to put this one. But uh, in Saul's safe, they have the little camera angle of like within the safe when he's getting in there to grab money and apparently and you can't really make it out when you're watching so kind of took us with a grain of salt but like they were like they were like oh yeah and Saul's safe there's a mummified hand there in the corner I'm like what and I mean I pause it I mean I guess I can kind of make out that it would be that over there in the corner but you, I mean, if no one said that, like, I just figured there was just some bullshit over in the corner, you know? So that's something they mentioned. <laughs> I wonder what significance that plays. Because I mean, none. Like, it never comes up in the rest of the series, you know? So it's kind of like, what, and like I, what not, was that? I think it's just not, one of those Easter eggs just to fuck with people. But you can't even fucking tell that it is a hand over there. So it's it's kind of goofy. But. Yeah, just right. kind of one of those stupid things. <laughs> um, and then we go to kind of the the end of the season, some of the special effects for some of this, because so apparently <clears throat> they could not use an air cannon to blast the door off, you know, for that last, because uh, obviously they didn't set a bomb off. Oh, the, in uh, the room the, for the, the nursing for the home. nursing home. Yeah, yes. I, I remember watched. I've watched a bunch of behind the scene things of that scene on YouTube. Yeah, it's like a like a nitrogen doing something with the building up the pressure, and then it just blasts the door yeah. off. Because <clears throat> they said if they used an air like an air cannon, then there would be white smoke, and like it just wouldn't look right. Um, and so then what they were saying was they had to uh, they had to paint the room black. You know, as if it was burnt. Mm-hmm. Again, they couldn't just set a bomb off in the room. Kind of cool. Yeah, it would be. I mean, it was a it, it was an abandoned nursing home. So, not like there's you know, any old people actually there. Other gotta than pay extra. I think he was saying that they were starting to like uh, renovate and get it. Like, I mean, the 
back up and running, so they probably wouldn't appreciate them blowing a, <laughs> a hole in the building. But um, just I mean, in the details when they were talking about the details, and then you have like the blown up wheelchair with the hole in the middle and shit. Like it's just fun. Um, so that's cool. And then you know, with all the debris and everything, so you have that initial shot. And then they had to kind of CGI some of the debris back in because they needed to have a path, you yeah. know, for the whole camera to kind of wheel in. Um, so they had to CGI that back in. They also had to CGI his face, but he had a great deal of makeup and shit on his face, so they yeah. kind of knew where to. Yeah, he know, had. He had. Because yeah. they, they did. Because I watched a, a scene where they basically they where they put that makeup on and like do that, and you can obviously tell that it's you know just a layer of makeup, but then they CGI and get it like you know but i mean the thing and, looks fucking oh, the thing looks legit gross. when it's on there it, but it looks i mean e- that's the and it looks even more gross with the cgi <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's the dude you know greg nicotero from uh you know that does all the walking dead shit uh his company kmd effects so they did a fantastic yeah, job that there was, obviously on his face when i was watching because they had during that the filming of that scene they had you know, someone in the background with, like, just a regular, like, camera kind of, like, recording the behind-the-scenes stuff. And, like, the only person that was out when they, whenever they'd kick off the little uh, hydrogen to blow the door off is the cameraman. Mm-hmm. Everyone else had to go and take cover in a whole different room because yeah. of, you know, hey, this might kill someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just hear, Clear! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Um and apparently they did uh nineteen takes of Gus falling down till they got the perfect one. And Vince was like and we did use number nineteen. So <laughs> I don't feel bad for making him do those takes. <laughs> yeah, 'cause like I remember during that like every single time they did it, Vince uh in that video I watched, Vince would just be like, No. Yeah, like the first. Yeah, I remember the first take. He, I think what he, I think his legit quote was like, "We're nowhere close to perfect on that." <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, well, se- okay." Season four must have been one of the DVDs I gave you, right? Or did you just find that on YouTube? Uh, you gave me. I found that on YouTube. You gave me. Oh, okay. You gave me one to three, and I collected four and five later on. I see. Okay. But uh, yeah, yeah I found this I, is where I, I, I anything. Found that one, I found that one on YouTube. Anything I'm reading here is yeah from the. <laughs> from the special features so, so they probably they, ri- they ripped that and put from, it straight to yeah. youtube <laughs> yeah uh you look up you know you look up one thing breaking bad on youtube and all of a sudden your out your whole algorithm is fucking breaking bad and better call saul yeah because every jackass on the internet with a podcast us yeah um <laughs> jack off you know like oh well, me, maybe you'll like to hear me talk about breaking bad so uh, the other cool thing on the special effects, and this is the last one, is uh, when they blow up the super lab. Um, so that was not like all flammable chemicals that they put on the floor of the lab. It was just water, um, but it wasn't fake fire. I was always, you know, the, they didn't blow the place up, but uh, they sprayed what they called white gas on top of the water, and then so they light it, and so basically it's you know it just kind of like all burns up real quick. Um, but that, you know, shot you have of the, you know, the fire slowly, you know, spreading to everything, you know, it's, th- it, that is real. That is a real shot of, you know, the shit burning. It just goes, it just went out 
right after. And so they didn't blow the place up. And the lab scenes, that was shot on location, right? At the actual secret, like, meth lab under the laundromat? <laughs> no, the lab is not under the laundromat. What the fuck, man? There is no basement to that laundromat. What the uh, fuck kind I of think, show you got me watching? I think we talked about this last season, too, how... You yeah, know, how that, it was that actual machine, workers. That machine lifts up, and like any of the extras in that laundromat, like it, that is a real commercial laundry, and like all those workers, like the extras, like they are just working. <laughs> they're there doing laundry, and you know that machine lifts up, and there's nothing there. So like all those characters just have to like do the classic joke of like you know you're walking behind the couch and you act like you're walking down some stairs. <laughs> so. That concept's really funny to me, that all these, like, serious actors, just, you know, like, the intensity, the stakes <laughs> of Breaking Bad, and then they're all just like, okay, I'm going downstairs, you know, like, doing that whole bit. That's funny to me. Uh, oh, yeah, and there was uh, two of the ladies were actual actors, like, that scene when, um, when Walt uh, pays the ladies to to go down and do that two of those ladies were actual actors and then one of them was still just an extra from the laundry is what they said so uh now i got location notes uh we kind of talked about the jesse's house hank's house and the white house and the crawl space i got one was filmed in albuquerque good job buddy okay um (laughs) (laughs) uh where they shoot Los Pollos Hermanos is a place in Albuquerque called Twisters. Like, it's an actual fast food chain. Supposedly, uh, from what I've read about that, that it is very subpar food, but people go because of Breaking Bad. I mean, I would, I would go eat once, yeah. Just I'm curious, to, I'm curious to know if, it, if the inside, if that was another... I mean, I'm not flying to Albuquerque just to do it, but if I happen to be in Albuquerque, I'd be like, all right, let's go to Twisters. You, you know? ever going to happen to be in Albuquerque? Likely not. Because you don't fly. I don't. And I no. don't see you driving that far. I don't know. You know, if life takes me to Albuquerque for some reason, you know, maybe I'm on a cross-country trip for some stupid reason. You know? I don't think you'd do that either. I don't think I'd do that. I, You know, I don't really like leaving the house or anything, you know. But, uh, you know, unless I'm just going to get some food and coming back. But, uh, no, I would, I'm, you know. If for whatever reason life circumstances puts me in Albuquerque, I'll go to Twisters, you know. Anyhow, uh, so the four corners scene. Uh, this one is kind of a like a goof, goofy one. So logistically, like Anagon did not have time to drive out to the four corners. You know that whole scene where she goes and ponders her life and yeah. flips the coin and all that bullshit, right? So. The 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 footage out at the four corners is a stand-in for Anna Gunn, and so you'll notice that when she's walking up, you don't have great shots of Anna, of Skyler, right? You're kind of behind her, you know. It's either and you know sometimes it's like from above, and she's just kind of looking at the <coughs> ground. So that the amount of locations for that scene is hilarious because you have the stand-in walking up and kind of standing there, and they have the above shots, and then you have uh, they recreated you know the scenery of like the four corners like they recreated that little bit in the studio of like actually looking at the borders and everything um and then any scene you see of you know that looking uh looking up at skylar from below um 
that is just shot in the parking lot outside the studio. Because, again, Anna Gunn did not go to the Four Corners. She was like, I I don't have time to fucking drive. You know, all this shit, right? She wasn't like... I'm I'm sure she had time. (laughs) She she wasn't a... You know, you know how women are. I'm sure she had time. Probably, she wasn't a bitch about it, but they were just like, yeah, logistically, we couldn't have Anna drive out there. We had to have her do other stuff, yada yada. And so, yeah, there was a stand, and then went out there and did that. And then, like, if she's out, if the, you have the from below view of Anna, you know, it's from the ground on the parking lot in the parking lot at the studio, and then, um, you know, the shots you have of her doing the whole coin thing, you know, that's at the studio. You know, when she's flipping and moving the coin and all that bullshit. So, it's just funny how you have three locations for this one scene. You have the actual four corners, you have the parking lot at the studio, and you have in the studio where they recreated the whole border. So All that for, like, a scene, in my opinion, that wasn't really all... Yeah, I don't care about Skylar enough, to be honest with you. I mean, (laughs) she is important. Like, it is important... Like you're you're seeing what she's going through, but it, it honestly makes me more annoyed with her that you know she, you know, because Walt does the whole thing, and she's like, Walt, why are you fucking up our life and being a criminal? You suck. We're in such a great financial position, you prick. And you know he's kind of like, huh? And then you know she turns and goes, oh well, if you're gonna do it, I guess we better you know dive in head first right and so then she's like i'll launder the money and then <laughs> she's you know back to fucking walt you goddamn criminal you and now she's making our life horrible walt what are you talking about i'm the one who knocks you know like what the fuck you know because that's it's after that scene and so i i guess it shows you this and maybe it's to highlight the difference between you know walt and skyler and how i don't you know i don't know anyway I'm sure we'll get into it a little bit in the actual thing that happens before this. We haven't done that yet, so who knows? But I don't want to put too much of it into this. We're just doing the special features. But that is funny that there's three locations, one shot. Such a not important scene, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, So the place where Gus has all their meetings, the, uh, you know, Los Pueblos Hermanos Farms, right, with the chickens, it's fine. It's good. I promise. Did Jason and I did like a whole like thirty minutes, and it was like, oh, the computer went to sleep, and then we, you know, woke it up, and it still had fine. the whole thing. Okay. Yeah, so it's fine. It's it's good. I promise. Um. So that pl- that location where they had the chicken coops and everything before, um. Apparently, that was getting demolished. So like most all the chicken coops were gone. So if you notice the meeting in this season, uh, they're very strategic to not like show you. You know, the chicken coops, it's very, like, focused in this direction uh, for that meeting. Um, and then they had to just add in, you know, the chicken sound effects. And, you know, they had to add just, that chicken. There's three guys standing off in the background making chicken noises. <laughs> <laughs> one over here, one over there, one back there. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm pretty sure they did it in post, but that would be better um they were worried they wouldn't get the shots because it was in the process of getting demolished and they were like hey do you think we come film (laughs) before you destroy the whole place um and yeah that's all on locations because we cover the laundromat and that it's an abandoned nursing home damn i should have i should have brought a veggie tray (laughs) was that the scene where he didn't bring a veggie tray that was the one meeting where he didn't have a 
No. Or there was only there's only one veggie tray this season because they only have one meeting in that place. And if you remember, it's uh, it's Mike and Jesse in the car, and Jesse's holding the veggie tray. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Should, I'm going to start bringing it. I should have brought a veggie tray and just laid it out right here just for the props of the podcast. Take the plastic wrap off and shit. Yeah. You have to, like, take the lid off and plastic wrap it just so you can be like, yeah. Anyway. Okay. And I'm still going to eat it. Fucking <laughs> in the pocket, he's going to be munching on a fucking carrot. Why not? Why not? Someone's uh, got to eat it. So then the last thing is the alternate and deleted slash extended scenes. Um, so, you know, when Bogdan and Walt are walking through the uh, walking through the car wash when, you know, he's handing the keys over to Walt. Um, one thing they kind of left out is, uh, well, two things they leave out is, uh, you know, because Bogdan's sitting there going, hey, you know, as is, Walter, as is. And he's like, I know, as is. So there's one shot where they like they're walking through like where the cars come through and one of the pipes is leaking and he's like as is okay, um, and then you know in that same scene, you know he already kind of goes on this little rant with Walt about like you got to be tough if you're gonna be a boss, um, and then he talks about like lying employees and he's like he's really just kind of giving it to, like even kind of trying to demean him a little more, and so. I mean, I kind of liked it because, to me, that even, like, added to when he's, uh, when he tells him, like, no, you don't get to keep the dollar. Like, as is Bogdan, as is, and keeps the dollar. Mm -hmm. So then he takes that dollar to the soda machine, and uh, apparently they could not get that fucking pop machine to work. (laughs) (laughs) And so there's... He said they just tried for... And then finally they just had the take of, like, when it, like, the dollar went in, and then they, you know, cut before it spits it back out. And then they just had to, like, get him a can. And, like, you know, they had, you know, edit in the sound of, like, you know. And then, you know, they just had to put a can in there. And then he gets it out. No, because they just couldn't He's get a fucking mad. pop machine. Like, fucking Brian Cranston standing there with a fucking dollar trying to get it. And Vince Gilligan standing in the background like, what the fuck? They're, they just I, keep on taking They take it. They do the whole, like. Straight, try yeah. to strain it out of the I fucking mean, corner little, and then put it back in. There's a little bit in the blooper reel, too. I think they're, they're doing that, yeah. You know what? I think that would be low comedic. I mean, not. Well, yeah. Not like contrary to the episode, but like, right. I don't know. I think it'd be kind of funny just to see it serious and all of a sudden just fucking. If they have He's the just time. struggling to get the fucking <laughs> dollar in the fucking vending machine. That is one thing I think would be better on some of these episodes is like, why don't you give me like the original cut of like what you wanted? Because they do talk about a lot how they'll write these long episodes. They'll shoot all this shit and how much they'll have to cut just for time because they're on network television. Like, can you imagine if Breaking Bad would have been on, um, you know, net like Netflix from the beginning, you know, and like Netflix gave them the money for the show, and they just got to, you know, have our twenty episodes. You know, that would be awesome. Like, you know, just like you know Ozark now. I mean, Ozark's over now, but Ozark, you know, the 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 episodes vary because you know if they're like, well, we have a little more for this one, then they're just like, well, you know, here's more time. You know, so. Yeah, that would be really cool if that's if that had been the case. But uh pop machine. <laughs> the scene where uh Ted comes in and he's telling Skylar about the IRS wants money and all that shit. 
they make it like a really uncomfortable scene because like it's already kind of weird because there's the customer and he's like Skylar we gotta talk and then they just kind of cut and then they're in the office <laughs> but uh, you know the first thing that they ended up cutting was like he's sitting there talking and trying to ask her how she's doing and how's Walt and all this shit like as there's customers and <laughs> it's just this really awkward interaction through like three customers like you imagine like you were trying to like check out at your job check some people out and then like this dude's like how are you doing well no how are you really though like are you doing okay like how are you like how's your husband and you're sitting there trying to like give people their change and shit i don't know it's just a really awkward interaction that it, that was funny um uh this is the last one because there were a couple others but like they weren't like really significant like one of them's walter jr opening presents at his birthday party and it was just kind of like okay I mean, about, now Hank does about about as exciting as him pulling nails. <laughs> pulling out nails. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is like a little bit in there where you know Hank's like, "Oh, I got you this card." It's basically like you know, you get pulled over, you show them this, and they know. And then you know, Marie and Skyler are looking at him like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "Oh, but uh, you know, they they call me as soon as that card's used, so don't get in trouble." And, you know, he has to like do the save, right? <laughs> um. But it's scenes like that where it's just like, I don't know. So, uh, this is the last one that I thought was fun. Um, so, after they get back from... Uh, Gus and Jesse get back from Mexico uh, after the whole thing goes down, right? And, you know, Gus goes in there and he just love. I mean, I'm sure we covered it already because this is a point I wanted to hit. But, it, you know, Gus just loves tormenting Hector. And Hector was a piece of shit. Like, we're... This is established. But, um... It's just like, God damn, dude. Like, I think you won. You know what I mean? Like, he's in a wheelchair and he talks with a bell. You know what I mean? Bing. Like, I think you won. Like, but like, Gus is just like, this motherfucker's gonna, you know, I, <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was funny. It's like, you won, dog. Like, let him, leave him alone. Let him die in peace and silence. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fucking shitting himself and everything else. Um, But anyway... After that scene, you know, he brings Jesse in to, you know, say, like, yeah, he killed the last of your bloodline and all that shit, right? And then um, they're walking out. There's an ex- it, it was an extended thing that they cut. And I think they cut it for the story. Um, because, you know, Gus and Jesse are walking out, and then Jesse's like, okay, who is that guy? Like, he was the one, that, you know, because, like, obviously Jesse already knew him from the whole Tuco thing. And um, they were talking about it. And, you know, Gus kind of tells him, like, oh, you know, I know him because of yada, yada, yada. And then, uh, you know, the nurse, you know, is like, okay, see you next week, Mr. Frank. You know, so I think they took it out because, um, you know, if if Gus comes back there every week, you know, the nurse is like, you know, see you next week. And then, you know, excuse me, uh. And, you know, Jesse was there for that interaction, and Gus is like, you know, saying, yeah, no, yada, yada, yada. Then it's not going to be as big a deal. The fact that they had it as that slight interaction of just, you know, he's the guy, and then, you know, cut, you know, maybe, I, you know, I think in the actual story it doesn't exist, mm-hmm. you know, that conversation. Because if Jesse knows he comes back there every week, like, it's not that hard a thing for Jesse to think about at that point because when Walt's like hey we need an in like how do we get Gus like can you think of anything and then it takes him a while 
if he had seen that interaction, you know, or had that interaction with Gus and the nurse was like, oh, see you next week and all this shit. Like, they don't necessarily have to lure him back to the nursing home. Like, he'll be back next week. Just wait him out. And, yeah. Anyway. That's fair. That's a fair point. Um, yeah. Yep. So, that I mean, that's all I got on the special features and stuff. So little bonus thing. Uh, we're recording this uh, basically Super Bowl weekend. And uh, have you seen that there's going to be a Breaking Bad-style ad? Popcorners. Yeah, I see. I, they pretty much have already fucking. I don't know if it's going to be different, but they've already posted one on like social media that I've seen. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen it or not. Yeah, yeah. Cranston, um, it was on Cranston's Twitter page. I don't remember why the fuck. I think it popped up in a. It pretty much popped up as an ad for me on Facebook, but I watched yeah. it. So I don't know if, which I guess I wouldn't really make sense for them to to release the ad before Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, maybe, maybe there's maybe a better there's a one. different. There's probably a different one. We're going to eat a lot of snacks together. <laughs> tight, tight, tight. <laughs> for, for for reference, anyone listening, which you may have already seen that commercial by now or may not. I don't know. You know how Super Bowl commercials are. But it yeah. was uh, Walter, Jesse, and Tuco. Yeah. And they were selling them the, this, uh, what was the fucking product? Popcorners. Popcorners, which looks like Doritos. Yeah. I, if I had to guess, I mean, I haven't done any research, but it kind of seems like it's one of the looks rice... Like like, like you know, kind of like the rice yeah. cakes, but like in Dorito form ish. You know, I don't know. I don't know either. But uh, you know, and I wish yeah. I still, I wish I still lived in Texas because mm-hmm. uh, Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston were going around to different like, uh, like liquor stores and bookstores in the Dallas Fort Worth area and the Houston area. I guess I guess promoting like in the liquor stores promoting apparently kind of like liquor that they're sponsoring together. And like say so they're doing like meet and greets with fans and stuff like that. And I'm like, damn, I wish I still fucking lived down there. I would have figured out where they're at and went and did a meet and greet or some shit like that just for the hell of it. Yeah, but yeah, it'd be cool. They're definitely uh, they're definitely uh, doing up their uh, the Breaking Bad anniversary this year because what's how it's been well since it since it ended, I guess no would be since 10 years, since right? since it began because they've been celebrating since well, the first started episode in eight, eight. Yeah. Right? That's what? That's 15, 15 years. years. I would think they'd be celebrating when it ended, right? Because 13 to 23, right? Well, the biggest thing was um, they always, you know, like AMC was prone to real, heavy, real heavily, you know, 15 years since Breaking Bad premiered, and then they were like running like a Breaking Bad marathon for like, it felt like a week straight. If we're going to celebrate on the fives, I mean, I guess that's how it goes, right? You get the 10 year, the 15. The twenties, I mean, uh, although I guess no one really does the whole twenty thing, right? It's kind of like, hey, twenty fifth anniversary, yeah, twenty five. Yeah. I guess people kind of do it on the fives. I don't know, twenty fifth, ah, eh, whatever. I don't know. Capitalism. Who the fuck am I? Capitalism. That's yeah. the real answer. Money. Yeah, you're right. All right, yeah. So that was cool. Uh, hopefully, back. it was cool. We'll be back for part two in a Maybe little bit. Not. And uh, <laughs> you will have already seen the thing we'll do a little later. So uh, thanks for listening and all that. And, uh, yeah, catch us on the emails, consequencesonlineyahoo.com, Twitter at consequences1, us on Instagram. 
YouTube, subscribe, like us, uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. So thank you very much for listening or viewing, and goodbye.